and welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So on today's episode, we're going to head over to the Upper West Side and go luxuriate in our, like, big old penthouse while also trying to, like, ruin other people's lives and also try to fuck our stepbrother. But that's right, we're going to be covering 1999's Cruel Intentions. Now... I cannot do this movie alone by myself. Um, it's just too fabulous and just exudes sexuality and horniness. So I have a guest with me today. So this guest you've never heard of before because she's never been on a podcast or anything. Um, so this is her debut. She's a wife. She's a sister. She's a dog mother. And she's also a movie lover. Um, I'd like to introduce you to my wonderful sister, Miss Sarah Heidelberg. Sarah, how are you doing today? Good. Excellent, excellent. Now, a little bit of history with me and Sarah. So, as I said, she missed my sister. How much older are you than me around? About three years. About three years. Got it. So, and if you think at all, if I'm a movie fan or I like cult movies and shit, this young woman here, she has at least, if you had to count, how many movies do you think you have downstairs? 200, 250. Yeah, 250. Like, that just blows me out of the water. Um, now that it's available to stream, I usually stream now. I don't actually have so many physical DVDs. Exactly. But, but when yes. the zombie, zombie apocalypse comes, though, you'll yeah, be straight. You'll be sure. good. You'll be all right. But anyway, so yeah. Anyway, on my history with this movie, though, with Cruel Intentions, honestly, I don't think I ever watched it, like, all the way through until very recently. And by recently, I mean, like, last week or something. Um, like, legit. Like, I just never did. Sarah, I want to know, because you're, you know, my sister and all that. What is, like, your history with this movie? You said you wanted to come on and do a podcast about this. And you were like, let's do Cruel Intentions. Why, why exactly should we do this episode? Because I think that it's just one of those movies that I watched when I was younger. Uh-huh. Probably shouldn't have, for yeah. sure. But, you know, it's one of those that you get, you watch it, you, a lot of stuff goes over your head. It just does. Yeah. You're not supposed to understand it. Of course. Quite honestly. And, you know, we all watch movies that we shouldn't watch at certain times. Yes. Um, because that's just kind of like the mystery and the, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, I really should be watching this. You know, because, you know, you're going to watch it when you're a teenager and when you're an adult anyway. Exactly. And then everything makes sense. But it was just one of those, you know, Ryan Phillippe, I, you know, so cute. He was, you know, in a couple movies before this. And our mom watched this. And, yes, she did. And, yes, she did. And, you know, I'm sure that's probably why I was like, ooh, Ryan Phillippe's on the screen. And I love Reese Witherspoon. And I think I did grew too. to love her in more things. But, uh-huh. you know, this was probably one of my first movies that I watched her in. Fear. Uh-huh, uh, Fear. Mark Wahlberg. It's another, like... Younger, she gets fingered on the roller coaster, y'all. Yeah, that's a, that's another good, that's another crazy movie. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched it. That's another one that, I, again, I probably shouldn't watch what I did, but, you know, it's like, it's fun. Can we have Reese Witherspoon, like, just a minute for a minute? Because yeah. I love her. She's kind of great. Uh, Elle Woods, uh, like you said, in Fear. I've never seen Man on the Moon. Have you seen Man on the Moon? Yes. Is it good? Yeah. Okay, good. Maybe I'll watch it. Her first movie. It really is. And then also just other... I never watched Big Little Lies. I know you're into that. That's a series, yes. That was pretty good. Now, have I seen all of her movies? No. I mean, it sounds horrible, but she probably is, like, one of my favorite actresses. But yes, I mean, like, her, like, early 20s, mid-20s, 30s, you know, that era of movies she did that I can think of, you know, those are just masterpieces. You know, I know. You know, Legally Blonde, that's a that's a great movie. And it's a so quotable. But um but yeah. I was also it. shocked at Freeway. First oh, off yeah. first off, I didn't know that my sister here had watched Freeway before I did. Um, and whatever. And y'all, that if you, yes, I would probably cover that at some point because that one's crazy. That, you 
put her in that movie and yes. put her in this movie, it's too stupid. She says cool. the N-word in Freeway, and she is a um, illiterate daughter of a prostitute. It is crazy. Y'all, if you haven't watched Freeway, please watch Freeway. That is a fantastic yeah. movie. Um, you're just a big old shitbag, aren't you, Bob? It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, um, but yeah. yeah, any cruel, anyway, cruel touches again. Uh, watch it when, it, you know, I was 10 when it came out. I was Yes. Let's throw my age out here. I'm... I'm 33. Yeah. I was born in 1989, so I was 10 when this movie came out, and I was probably about 10 when I watched it again. Absolutely. Not something a 10-year-old should watch, but, you know, you can't say if you're listening to this <laughs> that you haven't watched things you're not supposed to Please. when you're that age. Exactly. Um, and I'm pretty sure I watched it, you know, when I was like 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, more of a teenager yeah, yeah, age. Yeah. And I think I understood a little bit more things that kind of went over my head as a child. Right. And now just rewatching it, uh, we watched this actually just as a recap, you know, last night. Mm-hmm. And before this, I actually watched it a few months ago. It had been a while. I had watched it in full. And um, now everything makes sense and everything is like, got it. <laughs> yes. But it's like, I can, it's so funny that I can go back and remember mm-hmm. that watching this and just like whatever part of the movie it is that they say and they quote things. And, yeah. And something happens, you know. Going back to my 10-year-old self going, huh? I know, right? And now I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. I'm also the same person. There are several movies that I did that God, one. yeah. There, I'm like, also the same person who watched... Rewatch, rewatch it as an adult. It's in a different experience. Yes. I'm also the same person who literally watched Jawbreaker when I was like seven or something yeah, so. and it's literally one of my favorite movies oh, also shout out to our mom i mean our mom is our, wonderful i love her and, this, <laughs> and mom this, if you listen to this this does not make her any any <laughs> no it's nothing crazy at all. not at all it's just you know like i said you're gonna my be... sister might have watched melrose place when she wasn't supposed to you know whatever hey, hey beverly hills on a 210 obviously well. whatever you were a little yeah true that's right okay true. probably a little young but you know i've always kind of like things <laughs> like that you know, yeah. you know, it's just it's just how I am. I You're just mature like that. for your age. And you know what? A good friend of our Barbie, I'm pretty sure she, and we told, we, we were talking about this movie in time in the past couple of years. Shout out Barbie, it. I know you listen. Yeah. And you watched this at a, another time. Oh yeah, completely. Or like Romy and Michelle, like I remember growing up with that movie and like, we weren't supposed to watch it. Not that my mom said we couldn't watch it, but like, it's an R-rated movie, they say right. fuck one time, but like, you know, whatever. Or some of these adult jokes, yes. or adult things, are definitely gonna go over I head. watched a whole movie about them accidentally killing their best friend, y'all, okay? I shouldn't have been seeing that, but it was colorful, okay? Right. Anyway. You're like, and it made me who I am and today. And it made me who I am today, okay? But anyway, without further ado, though, we're gonna move into a little bit of the figures of this movie, all that kind of stuff, so you know how we do on here. Cruel Intentions was released uh, March 5th, 1999. Uh, the year of the movie, if you didn't already know that sarah technically i either watch this when i was nine or ten probably yeah but uh, maybe, so. the year yeah the year of the movies i mean when you think about 1999 had so many bangers these movies these uh-huh. teen movies the prequels to star wars the matrix yeah, yeah, yeah. blair witch project a lot of shit going on that would be like american, come, pie. Yeah, american pie again teen movies like 15 plus teen movies came out which was crazy so yeah 1999 big ups to them yep. this was written by roger cumble who did also the sequel to this as well mm-hmm. and he also directed it as well this was produced by Never neil gave that thing a chance. yeah the only good one it has watch. amy adams in it apparently but oh. it's all i know oh. yeah uh it's also produced by neil moritz if you don't know who Neil Moritz is? Yes, you do, because he... Yes, you do, because he is the producer of the movies, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is probably where he got these two from. And he also did Urban Legend as well, and... Makes sense. Teen movies. He was doing... Neil Moritz was was in there. 
So that's probably why he got these two actors to play Catherine and Sebastian is like they literally yeah, they were in, in I, know I Know What You Did, did Last summer. summer, which we'll probably do too with her as well. We're looking at a box office or a budget, I guess, of $10.5 million, and then a box office of about a gross U.S. and Canada of about $38,773,785 from IMDb, and then a gross worldwide of about $76 million. $347,426. So there were a whole lot of horny teenagers going and seeing this movie, okay? And I don't blame them. We're looking at a Rotten Tomatoes score of 54% on the tomato meter. Rude. And then an 80% <laughs> audience score on the on, um, Rotten Tomatoes. We're looking at a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a 3.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. So for our cast of characters, we have good old Sarah Michelle Geller as Catherine Mertoy. That's how you say her name, apparently. Ryan Philippi as Sebastian Valmont. Reese Witherspoon as Annette Hargrove. Um, Selma Blair as Cecil Caldwell. Louise Fletcher as Helen Rosemond. Joshua Jackson as Blaine Tuttle. Eric Mabius as Greg McConnell. Sean Patrick Thomas as R- Ronald Clifford. Swoozy Kurtz as Dr. Regina Greenbaum in the beginning. Christine Baranski, the one and only, as, I didn't know this, Bunny Caldwell. I just knew her as, oh, as Mrs. Ms. Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah, okay. yeah. Elena Reed Hall as the nurse at the retirement home. And then we have Tara Reed as Marcy Greenbaum in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So some critical response quotes we have for this movie are, we have Madeline Williams from Cinematter who says, The film stumbles a bit at its conclusion, modified from the book. But in a way, that seems jarringly false. Still, you can certainly do worse than Cruel Intentions, which, though clumsy at times, at least is not brain-suckingly vapid. We then have Andrew Saris from The Observer, just The Observer, says, At this infantile state level of appraisal, I suspect that Miss Geller and Mr. Phillippe may have a harder time next summer than last. Okay, that's kind of funny because it was <laughs> I Know What You Did Last Summer. Y'all stupid. Anyway, so then you have jo- Joe Mer- Organstern from the Wall Street Journal who states, you've got to see it. No, no, that's a figure of speech. To believe the goofiness of French aristocrats recast as pansexual degenerates from a private school on Manhattan's Upper East Side. So before we move into a plot summary of Cruel Intentions, I just wanted to go over a little bit of background about what this you know, movie is and what the source material is and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I'm sure my sister can also school you on a few little fun facts we were able to find. But if you didn't already know, this movie, Cruel Intentions particularly, is actually based off of a French novel called Les Liaisons Dangereuses, or just Dangerous Liaisons is fine. It was made and written by a guy by the name of Pierre Chaudelos de la Close, any French people who are watching or anybody who took French, please do not hold it against me. I took a semester of French and I had to do pass fail on it, to be honest, because my grade probably would have sucked. But anyway, so um, he wrote this. And so I'm going to take I never this. took French. I'm yeah, I never did. Anything. Yeah, I did it like once. Anyway, so this is an epistolary novel. Do you know what that is? Uh no. It's um, a novel that's made up like letters and um, like diary notes and things like oh, that. Oh, That's what okay. an epistolary novel is. Got it. Okay. So pretty much this story, I'm reading this from Wikipedia, so I, I tend to trust it because I'm pretty sure it's just on here. But this story is about the Marquis de Mortoy and the Vicmont 
Delvamont. Those last names sound kind of familiar. Oh. Two amoral lovers turned rivals who amused themselves by ruining each other and ultimately do who destroy each other. And so it was seen as depicting the corruption and depravity of the French nobility shortly before the French Revolution. And then even though this had been written 10 years beforehand, it's kind of crazy that it could be like, oh, this is kind of almost predicted what was going to happen. I don't know anything about French history, so I'm not going to go that much more into it. But the author aspired to write a work which departed from the ordinary, which made a noise, and which would remain on earth after his death. Anyway, so as an epistolary novel, this is actually made up of letters that are written by the various characters to one another. So in particular, the letters between Valmont and the Marquis make up a majority of this, along with the ones with um, Cécile Volange and then Madame de Torvelle, which I'll explain all of what that is. But anyway, so then um, I'll go over a plot summary of baseline of what the story is, and then I'll talk a little bit about the film as well. Um, and then again... Sarah has not seen the other film, so she can't really say much about it. But anyway, according to Wikipedia and the plot summary we have for this, the Marquis de Mortoy is determined to corrupt the young Cécile de Volange. So Marquis Mortoy is, uh, in this movie, is Catherine. And then Cécile is, well, Cécile, that's her name, some Blair, whose mother, who is Christine Baranski, um, has only recently brought her out of a convent to be married. Uh, to Mortoy's previous lover, who has rudely discarded her, which we do see in this film mm-hmm. a little bit. At the same time, the notorious Vicmont del Valmont, who is Sebastian, is determined to seduce the virtuous, married, and therefore inaccessible Madame del Torvel, who is Reese Witherspoon. So in uh, the other movie, she's actually also married. So she's not married in this, but she's a right. virgin. Madame de Torvel is staying with his aunt while her husband is away. Cecile falls in love with the Chevalier de Nancy, who's in the uh, Dangerous Liaisons movie. Do you know who plays him in the Dangerous Liaisons movie? No. Keanu Reeves, a young Keanu Reeves. Oh. And in this movie is Sean Patrick Thomas. Gotcha. So then... Yes, Cecile falls for him, and Mortoy and Valmont pretend to help the secret lovers in order to gain their trust and manipulate them later to benefit their own schemes. So Mortoy first suggests that the Vicmont should seduce Cecile in order to enact her revenge on Cecile's future husband, but the Valmont refuses, finding the challenge too easy, and he wants to devote himself to seducing Madame de Torvel. He is, however, interested in resuming their affair, so that's why you see in this movie he's still screwing with Cecile a little bit, but he mostly has his attention mm-hmm. on Annette. Mortoy promises Valmont that if he seduces Madame de Torvel and provides her with written proof of this, she'll spend the night with him, pretty much. And at first, Valmont is able to convince Torvel that he has turned over a new leaf, but he doesn't find it as easy as his many conquests. Now, also keeping in mind that in the story, uh, these people are not step-siblings, so they are mm-hmm. not. Uh, so for some reason, they added the step-sibling thing in there, but in the normal story, these people were just ex-lovers, pretty much. During the course of this pursuit, Valmont discovers that Cecile's mother has written to Madame de Torvel, warning her about him, which we do see in this film, and he avenges himself by seducing Cecile, as Mertoy had suggested. And meanwhile, Mertoy takes Dancy as her lover, which is why we see this and there, Catherine and Ronald get together Mm -hmm. and we'll go over that in the plot summary but anyway by the time Valmont has succeeded in seducing Madame de Torvel he seems to have fallen in love with her which we do see and jealous Mertoy tricks him into deserting Madame de Torvel and reneges on her promise to sleep with him and in retaliation Valmont 
reveals that he had prompted Danceny to um, reunite with Cecile, leaving Mortoy abandoned again. Which is then why um, Mortoy declares war on her, on him, and reveals to Danceny that Valmont has seduced Cecile. Which is then near the end of this movie why they have this whole thing happen where they duel. So then Danceny and Valmont duel, and Valmont is fatally wounded. He's killed, and before he dies, he gives Danceny the letters who providing Mortoy's own involvement. Does it sound familiar? And these letters are sufficient enough to ruin her reputation. So she flees to the countryside after she gets smallpox. Her la- her face is left permanently scarred and she is rendered blind in one eye. So she loses her greatest asset, her beauty. Uh, desperate with guilt and grief, Madame d'Ortevel succumbs to a fever and dies while Cecile goes back to the convent. And that is the end of Dangerous Liaisons, the French novel. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then that's all there. And then this got turned into a play in 1985. Um, I'm not really going to go into that because it's pretty much the same thing. It was done by a guy named Chris Hampton. And it's pretty much the same kind of movie. I don't even know if it went to... It did go to Broadway in 1987. That's fun. But this is what prompted the Dangerous Liaisons movie that came out. So then this movie is literally... I actually just watched it. I watched it last night, including with Cruel Intentions a little bit too, to kind of brush up. And pretty much I'll give like a comparison of what this is. So like... Glenn Close plays Catherine in this movie. We then have John Malkovich, who's playing Sebastian in this movie. We have Michelle Pfeiffer playing Annette in the movie. Uma Thurman, who is Cecile. Swoozy Kurtz, who plays the Christine Baranski role, mm-hmm. um, who actually is Dr. Regina Greenbaum in the beginning. Um, Tara Reed's her daughter. Keanu Reeves plays the Sean Patrick Thomas character. And Mildred Natwick plays the Louise Fletcher character in this. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Capaldi, for anybody who likes Doctor Who, he was one of the doctors. And he actually plays uh, Azalon, who is Joshua Jackson. Gotcha. And then a lady by the name of Valerie Gogan, she plays Julie, who is the chambermaid. And that is Eric Mabius. That's Greg. Because that happens in there. So the differences are that they're not step-siblings, so there's not weird, like, step-sibling porn incest. Um, I know. And also, it takes place in France, obviously. Valmont and Dunsany sword fight, and that's how he gets killed. So that happens. Annette is married, so how that's why. How else did you duel back in the... Exactly. You're gonna... That or, like, a gun, I guess. But, like, there's that. And, yeah. I mean, there, that's the pretty much difference. It's still a very good movie, um, I would say. The other one was, like, how... You remember how, like... I think it was Sebastian who kind of blows off Annette and breaks up with her. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that he does in dangerous liaisons or one of the ways is that he gets a concubine he gets a prostitute pretty much you see that as well Uh. also also john malkovich does give like a good performance in it i will say that it definitely gives you those ryan felipe vibes we'll get into that because i personally i mean i love reese witherspoon but ryan felipe he's a hit or miss for me what do you think yes Philippi, Felipe, whatever. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, like Ryan Felipe to me at least is like he's hit or miss, but what do you think of him? I I like him and he's very attractive. Yeah. And I've, obviously that's a good chunk of why I watched it back in 1989. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I mean, the curly blonde hair, Justin Timberlake was I my mean, favorite yeah. back in then. So clearly <laughs> I had a, a type. type. <laughs> I also like like the blonde spiky. Yeah. Again. 
There was a type I liked. Um, yeah, sure. I get it. Anyway, so we have that. Um, but yeah, he's, and, and then also, if you didn't already know, uh, although I'd be surprised if you didn't, Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Felipe, you know, were married Philippi. and had Felipe. <laughs> Philippe. They were like married and had children um, they and had everything. Two kids. They had a daughter and a son. They did not meet on this movie. They met before it. So they were like literally fucking me rather than this movie, which is funny. So the chemistry, I mean, is not. Is really good. Is, is there because they were really together. They had a daughter and a son, and they are both full-ass grown adults now, which is crazy. They really are. And also, like, I think that apparently they co-parent, and I hope they're on good terms. I think her youngest actually just turned 18, which is crazy. That's crazy. And then her daughter is maybe 21 or 22 or something. That's crazy. She was born, like, 1999. She was born, like, the year this movie came out. I love that, though. And I think her, her son was born, like, 2002 or 2003. I love that. Or something. I hope they co-parent are Before. amicable, if anything. Because that's always weird when you have, like, this huge thing. Yeah. So, anyway. But we have about, you know, that background. So that's a little bit about that. Sarah, I was told that you have some fun facts for me. So you should also, like, bring those up now. <laughs> what we can talk about. So, what were the fun facts I had? Oh, I had, like, two or three, maybe? Alright. I'd like to hear them. Hold on. So my fun facts, which I found while I was watching yesterday. Not so much that I found, but just kind of thought it would be relevant for the podcast when we get into the plot summary there is a part of it pretty early on that they have a magazine article mm-hmm. that discusses annette hargrove aka reese witherspoon the movie or when you have the magazine up you see a mm-hmm. person on there yeah on the cover obviously it's a 17 magazine you know mm-hmm. 17 magazine was all the rage back then and it took me a second but i realized i they, they lifted it up and it was kind of like in frame and you're like okay and then the scene went on a couple seconds and mm-hmm. I said rewinded it like 10 15 seconds back and it's jennifer love hewitt which is so funny because which is so funny because obviously. ryan Phillippe, sarah michelle geller her and freddie prince jr were all in i know what she did last summer which i believe was done in 1997 so yes, it, was it was two years before that so i think that was like a little funny and also funny because Neil Moritz produced this movie, and he did that. Movie. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that yeah. until you said it earlier in the the in the show. Yeah. So I think that was kind of like a little fun, funny thing that they probably put in there, like yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Seventeen Magazine, Ryan Phillippe, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh yeah, yeah. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Kind of came across that yesterday. You thought that was funny. Also, if you've seen this movie, obviously there is like a. About, like, two iconic scenes, three iconic scenes in the movie that, like, you just, like, when you hear it, you think of the movie, or you know that scene, you know what I'm talking about. Cecile is innocent, ditzy, but she, uh, she's just, you know, very sheltered, I think is a good way to put her. That's good, yeah. Because of her mom, all that stuff. So, Catherine, obviously we know Catherine is basically a crazy pants. Yeah, crazy pants, psychopath, whatever you can, <laughs> however you want to define it. So anyway, there is a iconic scene where they're in Central Park, as you can see in the background, and Catherine is trying to show Cecile, you know, kissing because Cecile is, again, very sheltered, so, like, she's never kissed a boy. Uh-huh. I would say she's... How do you the... learn if, um, how do you think girls learn? Exactly. How, how far I think she's went? She may have only held hands with a boy. I think That's so. That's about as far if as I that. think it will go. She was like... You're going to shame me? So basically, Catherine shows Cecile, they kiss. They pack a yeah. cute little Mwah. kiss. Yeah. And then Catherine's like, well, let's do it again with tongue. So and basically, they make out, um, <laughs> uh, you know, in this scene. 
And, you know, funny enough, the next following year, uh, everybody, if you are basically the ages from, I would say, 20... Uh, 27 to 30. 27 to 35, 36, in that age range. You watch the Video Music Awards, Absolutely. the MTV, you know, Music Awards. I mean, you that, that you watched them. I mean, they were iconic. Yes. You know, you've got... You had the performances, you had the hosts, all that. I mean, I you, had the, you had the skit. Not really skits, but skits, you know, all that good stuff. Andy Dick's crazy ass being in there. Yeah, Listen. like, I, you know, they all come, you know, they all fly in together and they're all... They always had movie awards okay. for the movies yeah, that were, it, like, it. made at this yeah. time. So. Fun fact, a best fight that won was from The Craft. Did you know that? No. Yeah, The Craft won best fight in, like, 1996 or 7 or something. We're going to do The Craft at some point. I don't know when. It's going to happen. And I think... Y'all, this is going to be, like, three hours by the time. I know. It's fine. That's okay. Uh, And then also, I think best villain one of the years was Courtney Shane from Jawbreaker. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, back to the thing. Sorry. So it was the The MTV Movie Awards. Yes. Had all kinds of stuff. Best breakout role, female, male... Uh, best movie, all that good stuff. They also and then made they, up some of their own categories. Right, like funny haha categories. But they always have, for as long as I can remember, as far as Twilight, they I remember seeing it, and that's years, just 10 years after this, um, <laughs> is the best kiss. Yes. And of course, there was five or so selections. And I don't remember what this was all included with, but uh-huh. Catherine and Cecile won the 2000, 2000. MTV Movie Awards for Best Kiss. I love that. And if you know, if you <laughs> are aware of this, or this is honestly something you can YouTube now, because yes. just, if you are, are not a kid of the 90s, I should say, you can basically probably YouTube anything you think of. So, yeah. <laughs> what they always did is that you would always usually recreate the kiss. Not recreate it, but they would always... Uh-huh. Give people what they wanted. Uh, I don't think they went full makeout, but they did kiss. So everybody's like, oh my gosh. And they've done that for other things. Uh, another iconic movie kiss that won several years later, The Notebook. Oh, Ryan yeah. Gosling and Rachel McAdams. That is like totally out to- off topic, out in left field. That's but that's another great one that is, uh, you know, another iconic one, I think. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. So th- another fun fact is is this, this in this movie, this specific scene. Uh-huh. That's a iconic scene. And, of course, you know, another thing is, um, the sections is kind of, to me, another good movie about, like, people, like, learning their sexuality, too. Like, yeah. I'm sure people, like, that were younger, uh-huh. that they were bisexual, gay, I was gagged lesbian. That, I was gagged that Joshua Jackson's full-on gay and Sebastian doesn't care. Right. Which I kind of love. And th- they are so this wasn't so much, uh, I mean, definitely two girls kissing you would think, yes, is is lesbian-like, but, uh-huh. you know, somebody might have saw that and was like, eh, do, you know, yeah. like, they were kind of questioning, like, do they, you know, they don't know. Yeah. And you know, really as some people like bad. to think the conventional man and woman. No, I mean, that's not always like, you know, yeah. this kind of explored everything. There was a, uh, two guys in a bed together. So These like, tweens were horny, y'all. Yeah, it, it explored a lot for that. <laughs> so, I think especially... And the time it came out, you know, a girl could have been like, huh, you know, and it could have been and like. And also, here's two. I think I might like her. It's like, that's yeah. it. You go. You um, do. You know, like, that's right. It's Good crazy that Sebastian redeems himself by the end, but it's unfortunate that, um, spoiler alert, he dies. If you didn't already know. Yeah. If you heard my plot summary earlier of the book. <laughs> but, um. He doesn't. No. He, he doesn't mean a good ending, I'm saying. No, but the fact that, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar was playing against type and she was a bitch. Yeah. But also, she kind of had a reason to be a yeah. bitch. Like, she didn't care. She yeah. was kind of really, like. But, um, yeah. but I also think, yes, going back to the finding, not, I don't want to say finding who you are, but, you know, like I said, Movies like this can definitely, you know, make you question, you know, yeah. what you like. Like, you know, yeah. you don't just have to like a 
boy. You don't just have to like a girl. You don't. As we are growing up, and especially in this 2022, there's still issues all over the place. And it's yeah. crazy. Um, this was a very good, you know, kind of like. That's why this movie holds up, y'all. It's still pretty it's great. The, exactly. Hold on. Um, you have and any then, other fun facts? I think I have one more. Give me one. Oh, another fun fact that's like kind of not really. I don't want to say actually, I'm sorry. It's not really a fun fact, but for people that. Laid on us, girl. Uh, don't know or not aware, Sebastian's aunt. Um, that is Louise Fletcher. Louise Fletcher. Or Helen Rosemond. Helen Rosemond. Fun fact uh, Flowers in the Attic. She, she was. She was the grandmother. You are so right. In that movie, and if you've ever watched, I would, I will say, uh, this movie came out in like eighty seven or eighty eight. Yes, I think it was a TV movie. Like I don't think it was came out in like a lifetime it was like weird a movie. Lifetime. Kind of. It had Christy Swanson in it. Um, Blah, sorry, we love Buffy, but like she's a. And weird then there was some other. Um, I didn't know that was her. That is her. She is the grandma. She's grandmother, the and oh. she is. No, no, I didn't know Christy Swanson was in that movie. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she played. Yeah, she plays the daughter. Because there's four that. kids. She's like the oldest daughter. Yeah. And there's like a guy who's like the older brother, and then yeah. So that's a really that's that 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 comes off books kind of like this, and that's a whole BC other. Andrew that is Paul. a whole other can of worms. I will <laughs> just is. say for that movie, but um, some people that were to watch this because this is about ten years after yes. the movie. Yes. Wow, this lady looks familiar, and I. The first time I remember seeing her was watching Flowers in the Attic. Yes. And she is just a vile... This is another movie that Sarah watched way too early, Exactly. A vile... She was a vile woman. Oh, yeah. And it was scary, you know? She was... She was like... You that looked at her... scary and, shit. And you were like, oh. Obviously, let's... Spoiler, she is not like this in this movie. She has a very small role. She's very nice. But you see her, and she's kind of got one of those faces that, like, you know, it's her. Do you know what else she did, Sarah? She did something, and I don't remember what it is, but I, I know when you tell me, I'm going to say I know. Yeah. Um. So one of her big roles that she is very much known for is a little movie with Jack Nicholson in it called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She's the nurse. The nurse. It. Yes. Okay. The one that Sarah Paulson, um, the Ratchet show about, Nurse Ratchet. Uh, she's Nurse Ratchet. That's how she's known. Yeah. Okay. Most um, More people would know her for Nurse Ratchet than they probably would for Flowers in the Attic. But Flowers in the Attic is That's iconic. how I remember her, yeah. That is iconic, though, too. And uh, as that is basically my um, fun facts, I just wanted to include Louise Fletcher because I actually kind of forgot. She's I actually kind of forgot she was in there until I was watching yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, she's in there. And I was like, Flowers in the Attic. And I was like, that is also another like crazy, <laughs> crazy movie. movie. And that actually, fun fact, that had its own little movie. Like They just did that back in the 80s. That was it. Uh-huh. And if you are into this, they, they've got series of books. Yes, they do. DC Andrews. They have some other um, uh, and movies. And then Lifetime, it. recently, in the past few years, they have redid re- retellings. Uh, mm-hmm. Not retellings, but they've done remakes, a little remakes bit. I should say. And it's a whole thing. So if you ever are into anything like that, that is something to check out as I well. I would love it too. I need to watch Flowers in the Attic. I really haven't watched it all the way through, but it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Sarah, would you like to know who else was in the category for Best Kiss at the 2000 I MTV actually Movie would, Awards? because I actually, because I, like I said, I was trying to figure out what year it was, because my mind was like 1999 movie, but then I got to think, kind of like the Oscars, anything that came out the year before yes. is going to be in the year. So we know who won. Whatever. We know who yeah, won. But I couldn't, I didn't read them all. I we have watched one of these movies in this very home we're recording in today, and it might have had something to do with Let's just say that this movie that I'm talking about and this movie we are talking about, Cruel Intentions, uh, both of these movies were parodied in a certain movie. Not another few movie. Well, yeah, that, but like... Um, no, we didn't watch that yet. We didn't watch that yet. Don't worry, y'all. We're going to probably watch that at some point and record about it because... Y'all, it's got Chris, Chris Evans in it. Yes, it does. Ow. That was... The, the, this is, that's this year's Sexiest Man Alive. People's Sexiest Man Alive. Would you want me to tell you? 
Oh uh, yes. Uh, Drew Barrymore and Michael Vartan. Oh yes, and Never I Been did Kissed. look at that. Yes, we did watch that. That's also another very good movie. Would you like to try to know the other one, or I'll let, let you know the other Is one? Is another one like The Matrix? No. Oh. Matrix was in here though, but it wasn't for Best Kiss. Y'all, if you've listened to some of my episodes, I just remembered. Actually, I think like the next one I looked down was yeah. Drew Barrymore, and I was like, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie, kind of glad that this one won the Best Honestly, Kiss. I'm not gonna doubt about it. The other one is, y'all, if you've listened to my episodes and you know that um, on my Scream episode I talked about this movie because I, it's not good. Uh, Katie Holmes and Barry Watson in Teaches, Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Oh, yeah. I think I've watched that. It's a bad movie, y'all. Yeah. It is not good. It is Kevin Williams's only directorial thing, and there's a reason Let me tell you, it. I've watched it. It's forgettable. It's forgettable. And Barry Watson was, if you don't know him, he is, he was, is he still Mr.? Did he marry Jessica Biel or not? No, Jessica Biel was married to Justin Timberlake. Wow, I need to learn these things. Y'all. Oh, but you know, wait, hold on. Did Barry... I not just discuss Justin Timberlake it's very with the curly ramen hair earlier? Wait, but... But do you know who Barry Watson was married to and I think might even still be married to? No. Um, he, he, was, is, uh, he was in Seventh Heaven. He was in Seventh Heaven um, and he was in Teaching Mrs. Single. Did you know? Ooh, we're finding out things on the pod today. So Barry Watson, he was in Seventh Heaven and whatever. But did you know he's been married to Natasha Gregson Wagner for years and years? Do you know who that is? No. That is Natalie Wood's daughter. There's oh, that. the act. Okay. Mm-hmm, the actress. But also... She was in a movie that we were just talking about a little earlier. She's the lady in the beginning of Urban Legend. That wow. is her. And also, speaking of Chrissy Swanson and Buffy, she has a small part in that movie in 1992. In Urban Legend? Uh, no, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Chrissy Swanson was Buffy, and so she was Cassandra. Wasn't Luke Perry in that movie, too? Yes, he was. And David Arquette's in that movie. Y'all, and Ricky Lake's in that y'all- movie. Like we said earlier. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Beverly Hills 90210. We, we hate um, Chrissy Swanson, but we love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Bef- Beverly Hills 90210, Chef's Kiss, those the boys, Dylan, Brandon, Dylan. Was You're also a Riverdale boy. girl, so that's why too. Well, I was, I was Riverdale, was not, Riverdale not so much. Girl. But anyway, we love Luke Perry in this house. Uh, rest in peace. That's so we're going to give him his flowers on this pod. Okay, listen. Again, I'm sitting here talking about Buffy and I never watched him with it. I just happen to know. You should watch the movie. That it's kind of fun. There. But yeah. he was like, come on now. Not to know Dylan Bad Boy. Like, uh, but, uh, of course. And would you like to know the final one? Yes. Hillary Swank and Chloe Sevigny from Boys Don't Cry. You know what? Now that you're. I literally was looking at this. I just remember. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I'm glad that Sarah Michelle Geller and Summer Blair won. That's yeah. pretty cute. So, my little fun facts I that. have, of course. Um, my little fun facts I have are not too crazy. Y'all, they shot a movie. I think they shot it like partly in New York, partly in LA. But some fun little facts I had were that when they were auditioning people for this role, so I mean, like Roger Bumble, Bumble or whatever, he uh, pretty much. Cumble, I guess. Uh, his, he like begged Reese Witherspoon to do this. He really wanted her. He's like, you only work for 15 days. Just please do this movie for me. Right. But you know what? Like, I didn't know this, but like she, when you look back on the movie, she is like the perfect, that's who they wanted to embody, like an innocent, Mm -hmm. you know, doe-eyed type character. I mean, other than Freeway, I would say in the, in in her ears. She was like that in Fear. She was like that Man on the Moon. She was kind of younger Man on the Moon. But, like, she plays that role very well, I should say. So I think she was like, as far as, you know, when you read trivia, usually it'll be like so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. They audition for the role of Annette or they audition for the role of Catherine, the role of Ryan Phillippe. And I think that, you know, it seems as though maybe she was, like, the only choice. But No, she was, she was not. not. Do you want to know? 
Yes, but is. she. I just think that like I just don't know if they could have got anybody better. Do you know who they wanted? Do you know her. who Columbia Pictures wanted to play Annette? Do you know? Yes. Uh, you don't know? No, I don't know. I would like to know. Katie Holmes. Really? Yeah, Katie okay, Holmes. Okay, no, no shade. I love her getting out of Scientology. Good for yes, her. Yes, no shade on Katie Holmes. Like, she's fine. But, you know, do you, boo. But the director but didn't I think couldn't, she... But it wouldn't have been the same yeah, if she was in she, it. He, so the director didn't want her because... That's why she didn't teach him a single. Uh, yes, exactly. And Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Um, she apparently didn't have the strength of the character that the director wanted, so Ryan Phillippe was already signed on. And then I just don't think I could have seen that chemistry between Katie Holmes and it. Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, but then um, Cumble even asked, if Reese and yeah. Ryan weren't together, I think that they would have had well. Amazing the director chemistry. apparently asked about the girlfriend Reese Witherspoon, and literally that's when he said, "Like you'd be great for this. You've already been known in some other stuff. Yeah. Like you could do this." Wow. Uh, yeah. But one of the fun things, I think, was with Selma Blair's character, uh-huh. Cecile. They needed to legally ask people, because it was a sex scene, like, you know, oh, like, how old are you? And Because you have to be over a certain age to do this. I'll get into Selma Blair in a minute, because I do love her. But uh, apparently, Roger Crumble said that when she came into audition, he asked, how old are you? And then, in the best Cecile kind of, like, attitude, Selma Blair asked, well, how old are you? And that was, like, one of the ways that she really got her, really got him to, like, do that. Fun fact, if you didn't already know this, everybody, Sam Blair is the oldest person in this movie, pretty much. She's playing a kid. She was born in... He's playing the character. Yes, 1972 is when she was born. Ryan Phillippe was born in 74, I think. And then Reese Witherspoon is, like, three years younger than him or something, so... I think she's, like, 77 or 78, Something like that. So, like, yes, she was the oldest one. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar is probably similarly aged to Reese Witherspoon, I assume. Yeah, no. Like, she's the oldest one out of all of them. But she's playing the youngest one, kind of, or whatever. Which I just thought was really, really funny. I didn't know that. Uh, Yeah. But this is why I'm here on the pod. This was initially going to be called (laughs) Cruel Inventions... But they decided not to do that, which was good. I mean, come on out. Cruel intentions with what they with what they were doing. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, it also makes sense with Dangerous Liaisons. Like, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, the director was apparently inspired by, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but I have. Welcome to the Dollhouse with no. Heather Marazzo. Uh, he said I've that heard about it, but I've never watched it. It's good. It's on HBO Max right now, but uh, he hadn't seen anything like it. It was really dark, really fucked up, like middle school stuff, you know? And so he wanted to do this little Dangerous Liaisons thing. One of the fun facts, too, is that, of course, Swoozie Kurtz is in this movie. She was in Dangerous Liaisons, and so there's a little cameo they got with her. Also, Micah Molly. She was very funny. She was the mom of Micah Molly. I know, it's a completely And she was on Broadway, I think, too, and all that But she was really funny in that. Christine Baranski apparently only worked for three days, and one of the only reasons she took this movie was because her daughters were big Buffy fans. Wow. (laughs) Which I really like, and I thought was so funny. What are some other fun little things apparently like when cecile's in her like red um hoodie that she's in that's like evoking red riding hood kind oh. of a thing yeah huh. and then like you were saying like i think even this was like she was not pregnant during the filming this was filmed from june to july in 98 and her kid came out a year later so when so the with movie me being a september out, baby and her daughter actually also being a september baby yeah. this, she they would have had to probably conceive yeah. in december probably something of like 98 that. to her for her to be born in September 1999, give or take if she was. So, So she was pregnant during the press tour of this because they had shot I do remember reading about, or not reading, but I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. Because, yeah, she was born in September 1999, their daughter was. I know that. Because I know that 
she was like yeah. close like her birthday is close to mine and then of course we have the fun things of like the fact that like joshua jackson and tara reed who are in this movie were in urban legend together we have some blair and reese witherspoon having been in legally blonde together a lot of movie connections just because it was that hot time at the time of year and you know it's like everybody's gonna be in everybody else's movie or they're, they're gonna probably do some other movie down the road together also you know, you know what fun fact is i just talked about welcome to the dollhouse you know how like apparently mm-hmm. roger uh, Cumble was like inspired by that. Greg is in Welcome to the Dollhouse. The guy uh, who plays Greg. Mm-hmm, oh wow, yeah, he is. He plays uh, Steve Rogers, the one that Heather Maraza is like all obsessed with. So oh. that was really interesting. But anyway, but those are our fun facts, y'all. We're kind of all over the place with it. But here's what I will say before we move into our plot summary. I would also like to talk to you, Sarah, about book to movie adaptations specifically because this is based off of a book. And as you may know, there was the onslaught of different movies that are based off of classic literature and all that kind of stuff. Do you have any like particular favorites of those or anything like that that you can think of? I mean, around this time? Like around this time, especially. Or even like if it's not around this time, if you have one that you really are want to go up for. I have one. Let me tell you what. I, our mom always makes fun of me for this. So if something gets made into a movie and or a TV show type series, I will get into the series and or movie or watch it. And I'll be like, oh, and then I'll be like based on a novel. And then I'll read it afterwards. Right. Of course. The only time I always try and be better about it. I just never do. Kind of more recently, like to all the boys I loved before. Really? That trilogy by Jenny Han. I love Lana we, Condor. We, Lana Condor. Yeah, she's we great. we stand uh, Jenny Han and her uh, her teenage young adult. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, I shut up my age earlier. I, I I like these type of things. Like, yeah, I that movie's not horrible. I don't yeah. think I don't know about the other ones, but I did watch that one because I well, like it's, Lana it's a three Condor. series. It's three movies. Yeah, yeah I like. I didn't like the boy in it, but I like the girl in it. Well, I like the the boy was. It was cute. I guess. But, I mean, she, yeah. you know, she could too, but you know. So that was, I think that was, I think it was written maybe like in the 2010s yeah. era. I'm and not John sure. Corbett's in it. That's funny. He plays yeah. the dad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we love that. Yeah. My big friend, Craig Redding. And also, Jesse. And all United States of Tara. We need <laughs> to do my big factory quitting. it's all on there because we do need to watch it so because this is this let's that. let's do this because i'm gonna <laughs> shout mark out in this episode my husband yes mark hates that movie <laughs> he just doesn't like it and it's fine you know he doesn't have to you know, he's got his things but i really like it and um so we i think we should cover that one but yes john corbett he's good Anyway, that th- that's the only thing I can think of, like, kind of recently, yeah. where she did three trilogy, well, three books, and kind of became a trilogy of movies, came mm-hmm. out different years. That was good. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, I've read the first one, mm-hmm. I believe, yes, I read the first full book in full. I started the second one, but I didn't finish it, so I'm a horrible. There's actually another one that I'm actually trying to get into, is another one also by Jenny Han, because again, I think she, I like her. Jenny Han, if you're listening, you know, hit like us her. up. If if anybody was watching things over the summer, the summer I turned pretty. Okay. That had oh god, what's her name? I can't think of it. Um, Some young starlet person. Yeah. A, a lot of unknown names. Uh, you do see Rachel Blanchard. Blanchard? Yeah. Cher from Clueless. Yeah, so from the TV show, she plays a mom. Well, that's I a love her. Movie. She's so that's great. another one that it's a three trilogies. I watched the book, or I'm sorry, I watched the book. Of course I did. We watched the book. I watched the series that was like eight, seven, eight episodes this, uh-huh. this, um, this summer, and it was really cute, and they are, they're, it's based on novels again, uh-huh. and I actually bought all three because I really do want to read them yeah. first. So what I want to do is I want to 
read the first one, and then the second one's, like, in production right now, like, they're shooting it, so I want to, like, be ahead and be able to read that, so I can do that, and then the third one, so I'm sure they're going to make it for all of them, like they did with Tom Boys Island before. So, again, this is completely off-topic, but those are things that are, those are things that, um, recently... Yeah. But as far as, like, other, like, books around that time, Mm -hmm. I just can't think of anything off-topic. Well, I can give you, like, maybe a couple. Yeah. One that I just said, which is Clueless, because Clueless is based off of a book. Yeah, it's based off of Emma. Emma, yeah. So there's that one. And we love Clueless in this house. We love Clueless in this house, and at my house, too. I love We love Paul Rudd. We love Alicia Silverstone. We don't like their weird, like, incestuous relationship, kind of, but if we're covering this fucking movie, whatever. I do love that movie. It's iconic. It is so iconic. It's so good. It's on Netflix, y'all. Go watch it. We'll do an episode on it, I promise. But, um... I mean, the, the fashion, the slang. Everything. The... Amy Heckerling. Just fucking great. It's great. It's and so um, just a side note, I always wanted her closet. I mean, what always. girl? What girl or boy didn't want that always. awesome closet? Also, Paul Rudd. I mean, I like you and everything. You were in that horrible Halloween movie, but then you came out in this movie. And, and also, Paul Rudd does not age. He really doesn't. Another one we have Perfect. is uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Always a banger and fun one. That is based off of Was, Taming of the Shrew. Yes, okay. I see. I'm not thinking like that. Like, yeah. Have you ever watched... Uh, I recently just watched it. No, it's look, really we, we silly. love Ten Things I Hate About You. We do love Ten Things I Hate About You. Rest in peace, Heath Ledger. I love you. Did you ever watch the movie with Kirsten Dunst? It's called Get Over It. Have you ever seen that? No. You should watch it. It's fun. It's uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh. It has... So it's a Shakespeare adaptation. Okay. It has... Do you know who Ben Foster is? He was in... Um, was he in Bridesmaids? I don't actually know. Oh, Let's, no, the Google machine's in front of me, so hold on. Wait a minute. We're going to figure this out. Shoot. He might have been in Bridesmaids, but he was in... Um, he was Russell from Six Feet Under, Lauren Ambrose's little boyfriend Like later on in the season. No, I think I... Okay, look him up and I... He also is... He was formerly Miss... I don't know if they actually got married, but he was with Robin Wright Penn. We're going to look this up. This is very important to the podcast um, if he's in there. You might be thinking of Ben Falcone. Do you know who that is? No, that's that's oh, that's Melissa Melissa McCarthy's, McCarthy's husband. husband. <laughs> Sorry, she, he's married to Melissa McCarthy, uh-uh, and they have he's... been doing there. I don't think that's him. Paul Rudd was supposed to be in this movie, but he got cut from it. Apparently, Paul Rudd was supposed to be in Cruel Intentions. Uh, uh, no, uh, Paul Rudd was supposed to be in Bridesmaids, but he got cut. That's rude. I know, right? Sorry, I was like, what? I know, right? Paul Rudd in Cruel Intentions? (laughs) Excuse me. No, he was not in that movie. I don't see him in there. But do you know who Ben Foster is? I don't think he could have played in this movie. Probably not. You know, Ben Foster is fine. Well, no, he was a little older. So, I mean, even though, you know, whatever. Ben Foster, I'm I'm pulling him up on my phone right now. That's him. Wait a minute. Is he married to, um... uh What did I just say? He was with Robin Wright Penn. Uh No, Laura Papan from that 70s show. (laughs) Was also with Robin... Yes, he's with her, and they're out of Scientology now, but he was also with Robin Wright Penn. Oh, okay, whatever. All I knew was her being with Sean Sean Penn. I knew that she was in that because it was the whole thing. And she was in Forrest Gump and The Princess It was the rigmarole of the fact that she was with No, Ben Foster, now that I'm seeing the name, but no, okay, no, I didn't. Um, So anyway, so it's it's him, it's Kirsten Dunst, Shane West in this movie has a horrible... Y'all, Shane West. I know. I watched um, A Walk to Remember, which Sarah really likes, I think, oh, kind yeah. of. Um, I like it not that much. I love Mandy Moore. And Side I also... note, I have a... Uh, he made a TikTok, and Mandy Moore made a TikTok. I love that. And Shane West, I, like, commented on something on his TikTok or whatever, and he, like, liked it or something like that. So, I just want to throw that out there. I mean, I, love I don't know him, but, you Don't know, care. Love it. Because <laughs> I think their, like, 20th anniversary or something like that came up this year oh, for the movie. Yeah. And they, like, both, like, 
like rewatched it and all that good stuff and I did something and so like somewhere in my TikTok history is like shameless. We're, so we're going like, down okay. this road of like get over it, but it's so funny. Sorry. Melissa Sage Miller, you wouldn't but really Shane West was Yeah, Shane West so was cute. in this movie. I love Paz... Still is, sorry. I love Paz de la Huerta. Funny. Do you know um Tracy from A Walk to Remember, a one of the girlfriends? Her name's Paz de la Huerta. She's crazy and I love her. Um uh, but she was Tracy in that. And then who was the other one? Oh, the girl from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know who she is? The one who, sh- spoiler, she shoots herself in the face. In the 2003 one? Yeah, that was, she was also one of the girlfriends. Oh, and you I should the first five minutes that does that, yeah. I love her, though. She was throughout. No, she wasn't. Yes, she was. A little bit. She was like, when they would have it, I just loved Would Paz. you like to know the last time I watched that movie? I watched it like a month ago. I watched it like back in 2003. <laughs> I watched it like 20 years ago. I did ago. watch it like a month ago because it was on freebie. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so Shane West. I was West. like, I think I'm good. I don't need to watch this. Also, Cisco. Shout out to Cisco, who's from Baltimore. Um, oh, yeah. He's also in this movie. Really bad. Melissa Sage Miller. If you know who she is, she um, did a few things. She was the um, blonde in Sorority Boys. She was the one they go to the the dog like place or whatever. They go to the, the ugly sorority or whatever. And she's like the pretty one in there. Uh-huh. That's Melissa Sage Miller. But she plays, she pretty much, spoiler alert for Get Over It, I guess, but like um, pretty much Ben Foster and Melissa Sage Miller, they're together. She then breaks up with him. Vitamin C is also in this movie. She sings. Here of course there. she does, because why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she? Colin Hanks is in this movie. Zoe Saldana. Swoozie Kurtz again. Some um, big names. Okay. Some big names. Mila Kunis is in there. She plays Kirsten Dunst's friend. Um, we love Mila Kunis. We do love Mila Kunis and um, Ashton Kutcher. He's he's great. Y'all, you should go watch. Um, also, the boy, uh, one of the the boy with the purple socks from Harry the Spy. He's also in this movie. In, really? Like, a, a small part. Yeah. The like dark hair boy. I thought he was a redhead. The boy with the purple socks no, in I that think movie. It's dark hair boy. We also love Harry the Spy. Like, yes. Yeah, we also have Harry. The, we love Harry the Spy in this house too because it's definitely one that I saw in the theaters. Oh yeah. We I do enjoy Michelle Trachtenberg. Michelle Trachtenberg. I hope you're okay. I hope you're doing okay and good because you're great. But anyway, pretty much get over it is like I said, it's about um, Ben Foster, Melissa Sage Miller. They break up, and Kirsten Dunst is like bro- uh, sisters with um, Colin Hanks in the movie. It's a whole fucking thing. It's like a musical version of A Midsummer Night's Dream. They open the movie with Love Will Keep Us Together by I think Captain Tennille, mm-hmm. and then they end the movie with September. Uh, do you remember the 21st day of September? They end it with them all singing it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they start it with Love Will Keep Us Together. And that makes you think of the movie House Arrest, which is also, I think, doesn't get enough recognition. It's a cult classic as well. It kind of is. I'm not going to lie with you. You know, you've got good old Jamie Lee Curtis. uh, Jennifer uh, Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, yes. Another, uh, what's the dad's name? I can't remember his name. Whatever his name is, yeah. Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly's in it, yes. Yes, Um, all that stuff. There is quite a couple people. I'm telling you right now, okay, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, we watched House Arrest. I didn't care for it a ton. It was like a two for me. This is another movie my husband doesn't like that yes. I made him watch. It's fine. Um, but it's okay. But, but I these movies just like, there are some <laughs> movies that you watch when you're a kid that, now this one definitely was like, like more is, kid is appropriate it, for Like watch. it's Take Two, for example. Like I don't know how much that holds up, honestly. What? It Takes Two. Like I don't know. That's a good movie. Okay. Um, as is The Parent Trap. <laughs> the Parent Trap is kind of bomb. That's another good one we should do. Um, so anyway, House Arrest. There's that's just it's a it's a song in the it plays in there. But that's 
Just on a little side note, it's also, I think this is a, that is a cult classic. I think if you would want to maybe even say it's kind of like an underground one, because a lot of people don't even know about that movie, to be honest with you. Like, you say it, they're like, what? Like, you say it, and they think it's something bad. I know, right? Like, they think it's like a horror movie, or it's like a gang, you know, something like that's not, like, crazy, but it's literally (laughs) just like these like these kids lock their parents in the basement, but like not to torture them. They literally just do to it to make them not divorce. To not divorce, and it's like it's just like a cute like little nineties. It's like really silly. Uh, there is, I'm telling you right now, anybody who watched House Arrest, there's a guy in there. What's his name? Mookie or whatever. Yes. His he literally looks so much like the guy from Days and Confused. It's crazy how much he looks like him. Yeah. Also, I found out today, so I will be doing Days to Confuse at some point, and this young lady over here might be joining me for it, because I didn't know you liked that movie a lot. Yes! It is, It that is, like, well, I don't, okay, I don't want to say it's like one of my favorites, but, like, it's one I of my favorites. definitely, I've definitely watched it a lot, and I, I do like it. I it's mean, it's so got so good. many, I mean, the music, first and foremost, yes, it's so just, good. like, the, like, chef's kiss. But it's it's good, and I just like I can. It's one of those movies where I can yeah. sit down and watch it, and at any time. I agree with you, girl. I like, really do. This is not a days confused. Young podcast, Ben Affleck, Young Matthew McConaughey. I know. I mean, the names that are in this are Parker crazy. Posey's there. Like um, Anthony Rapp's there. Like it's crazy, right? And it's like it's good. I and it's fun. This and, is and, a preview and, and to our the, days confused episode. Yes, and then I have like the look. I mean the the yeah. the. People who did the, the costumes or the wardrobe, whatever, what have you, whatever you want to call that. I know. I mean, of course, you know, any type of period piece like that, but like the, the, it's good. It's did good. you ever I watch like American Graffiti ever? No. Um, you know what I did watch? What did you watch? I didn't watch that, but I did watch like another movie, like the director did Days to Confuse. Uh-huh. I think Richard Linklater. Yes. He did like a, I don't want to say it's not a follow-up movie to this, but they did one that was like more in the 80s. Uh-huh. And I watched that like two years ago and it was, eh. Yeah, girl. It's called Ed, uh, Everybody Wants Some or something yeah. like that. And I heard it's horrible. It is so, not Days and Confused. It is not Days and Confused. Time. But he did Days do, and Confused is just like. He did do Boyhood too, which apparently uh, is really okay. good. But, but yeah, I would. We hate he, Everyone Wants Some. If, I'm telling you right now. If. If you would me to be on there, uh, I would definitely. That would to. that would just be such a fun one to talk it's about. It's so good. I mean, you would have to just throw out the the, the names of the songs. Uh, American that. American Graffiti is George Lucas's like one of his first directorial debuts, pretty much. Uh, the guy who did Star Wars was Robert De Niro in that. Was he? I'm gonna look no, it up. The I Google machine's in front of me. Uh, no. Do you know who you think you might be thinking of? So Richard Dreyfus, I think, is in that movie. Oh. Yeah. So that's him. And then also um, Jodie Foster. No, she's no. in Taxi Driver. Maybe I'll get confused. I don't know. No, I'm going to tell you. Hold on. Because actually, if we're talking about Days Confused, Richard Dreyfuss is in that movie. And then also Ron Howard's in that movie. Oh. A bunch of other people. Mackenzie Phillips is in there, too. That's um, maybe She's the little, um, okay. she's the little girl. Not little, but like she's a preteen girl. Um, but y'all, we going to do Days of Confused sometime. It's going to happen. It's house. on my list. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. But anyway, with all that being said, because we talked about our fun facts, our production history, you know, just shooting the shit or whatever. But we're going to move on well, to our... That. Sorry, guys. We did really... Don't worry about it. It's fine. We're going to move into our plot summary of Cruel Intentions. So we begin our movie with our title sequence of, you know, our actors' names and everything. We have this aerial shot over, um, like, a cemetery. But then also, like, we're moving into, like, the highway into Manhattan, like, New York. And pretty much we meet our main male character, uh, Sebastian Valmont, played by Ryan Phillippe. Uh, he's driving over to therapy. He's seeing his therapist. 
apparently he has like a sex addiction or something he's trying to overcome or like whatever the hell and sebastian is in therapy with dr regina greenbaum played by Susie kurtz which we mentioned earlier but she was in the dangerous liaisons movie which i think honestly probably was a nod too which was a nod of course like if she was in dangerous liaisons and she's in this it's kind of like you know a play on that probably of course of course it'd be like getting like john malkovich or like somebody like that from i'm surprised they actually tried to get another one but i know or like keanu reeves or something like but they would have he would have been really hot at this time, so. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe it's a good thing they put him in here. Maybe, maybe. Um, so, like. He's busy doing the Matrix. He is, he is. But anyway, so we have good old Sebastian's in therapy, and he asks for a hug from his therapist, I think. And then we hear the phone ring. The secretary says, oh, hey, your daughter's online, too. While, you know, she's like, oh, I'm going on my book tour and blah, blah, blah. And Sebastian's, like, leaving his session. And then she gets on the phone with her. Oh, she he says one of his lines. You want to say it, Sarah? Yeah, I, I thought it was funny because there's a couple quotes in this movie that are pretty funny. He tells the, if you've watched the movie, uh, you know that she's kind of, like, in a business type suit yes. with, like, a blazer and, like, a... You know, one of those, like, those skirts that go to your knees. Yes, yes, So yes. you can see the legs with the heels. And Sebastian's like, you have killer legs. I'd love to photograph them. <laughs> right. And he says that. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird to say. But, you know, he's Sebastian, yeah. you know. Then, then we get the phone call from yeah, um, phone call. Tara Reed, who is Marcy Greenbaum, which is the daughter of Regina Greenbaum. Mm-hmm. And she's crying because you put me on hold, all that. And uh, pretty much at this point, we get this. Um, she's crying because, oh, you know, this guy, like, there's nudie pictures of me online where it's literally like you see this online and it just says, you are a slut. Yeah. You are a slut. And then if you want to say what yeah, it was. Then, then you know, because he says that to the his doctor, the therapist, Regina, and and then she's crying, you know, Tara Reed and her her wonderful acting is crying during yes. throughout this. And <laughs> we love you, Tara. Yeah. She's crying in the phone to the mom and she goes I think the mom's like, Oh, you know, you yeah, let him you have to send to yourself and all this well, stuff. Well then she was like, You let him do she was like well, How could you be so stupid? Yeah. So then she was like, Well, he said you have killer legs, I'd love to photograph He's that. He's so charming. So oh. she so he just said that to the therapist yes. before the phone call. He says it in the phone call, or I'm sorry, the daughter says in the phone call, and then yes. at this time, Sebastian had took the book, like, yeah. he took her book or something, and yeah. he was, like, out of there. Yes, he was. And then you just see, like... The therapist just, like, like on, the on the window, like, you're, gonna, you're not gonna get away with this! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so so I th- that was just, like, a funny, like, he said it, and then, uh-huh. like, you didn't realize, like, two minutes later that her daughter's gonna be doing it, and then that that's why... It's so funny. Like, he basically was, like, fooling around with the therapist's daughter. yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. It's just funny. Yeah. Th- that's just the type that uh perfect kind of like thing puts it in there like the first two or three minutes of how he is. Oh absolutely. Or who he is. Yeah. And then he meets Clarissa. I don't know who plays her, but then he's like pretty much on TV. Okay, I had the closed captioning on when I was watching it, like as we do. And like her name was like weird. Like it was like C L O something. I was like, that's not how you okay. spell Clarissa. No and no 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 shade if their name was spelled like that. But yeah, right. We love you, Clarissa, if you sell S C L O. But it whatever. just was like is that okay. Anyway, so then Sebastian drives to his penthouse, and then he parks on the street where he's not supposed to, apparently. Of course. Uh, whatever. Why would, yeah. And he goes up to his penthouse, because these people are rich, y'all, okay? So then we get our intro to Catherine, played by Sarah Michelle Geller, Buffy herself. We have Cecile, played by Selma Blair, who, at this point, had not been in a ton. This is kind of one of her big things she did. Uh, she then be in Legally Blonde. She was in In and Out, which I showed Sarah not too long ago. The She's sweetest thing, and in the sweetest thing too. You're right. With uh, is that Cameron Diaz's movie? Cameron Diaz and Christian Applegate. Got it. Love it's a her. good movie. Do, we're gonna do a Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead one too. 
with good old Christina Applegate. We love her. Yes. But anyway, so... That then, is a cult classic as well. It is so a cult classic. And Mrs. Caldwell, Bunny Caldwell, played by Christine Baranski. Ah, oh, God, I love Christine Baranski. I mean, everything. The birdcage. The fucking uh, Adam Stanley values. Just all of this stuff. It's so good. Anyway, so we find out about, like, um, Cecile is going into Manchester Prep, which is the prep school they go mm-hmm. to. Like, I think it's uh, it's Sebastian who says, you know, that's a very adorable shirt. And she's just like, some of Blair's just like, thanks, my dad took me on a trip to Australia. This girl, as my sister was stating earlier, I think she's just very sheltered or just kind of yeah. odd because her legs are just out, y'all. Yeah. You just see, like, her panties. And he's like, how are things down under? Again, another so another good sorry. way to show how Sebastian is. Like, I watched that. Absolutely. I'm like, oh, that, like, that's just the type of character he is. Yeah. That's who he is. Like, you know, he's just... It is. That's just who he is. So, yeah. So, then you see that when And then, Cecile... of course, Christina Baranski's like... And she's like, stop, this isn't Jamaica. So then <laughs> then you have Catherine and Sebastian, they're talking. Because then Catherine, when you see her, she's like this kind of really upstanding like lady. And then, you know, oh, she could do a lot for you. And then as soon as they leave, she's just like, oh, poor. She's a completely whatever. different. Completely different. Completely different person, just putting on a show. And then also pretty much, so we find out at this point that Catherine is talking to Sebastian and talking about why she's taking Cecile under her wing Mm -hmm. is because of Court's. Do you remember his last name, Court? Was it Williams? Something like that. Um, Some guy who apparently dumped Catherine. They showed him for like two seconds. They really did. And she was like blowing him in the car, I think. But anyway, so like, yes, so she... That was it. That was it. So anyway, so... uh, You'll see him again. Court dumped her... Over the summer for Cecile. Mm-hmm. And this is why Catherine is taking her And that under is her why way. she is like a mastermind plotter. Like yes. she wants to do this. Like this is just how the type of person she, she is. is. Looking she's looking all. She's not doing it to be a good no, she's not person. She's doing it because oh, she's completely. pissed. And pretty much Glenn Close and John Malkovich are doing a similar thing um, in Dangerous Liaisons. Right. We see that she does coke out of her little um, mm-hmm. cross. Her little cross. It's so cute. Which plays a crucial role at the very end. It's very, yes, exactly. And also see? she's looking so cunt in this stuff. Ooh, her outfits. Ooh, her outfits. They look so good. Anyway, so after that, we find out Sebastian and Catherine are talking. This is where we get the um, the magazine that comes up. Yes, this is where the magazine (laughs) comes into play that we had spoke about earlier Mm -hmm. with a fun fact that doesn't Catherine suggest to Sebastian that... He was um, going to seduce Cecile. Yeah, seduce Cecile. Not mess around with Cecile. Seduce him. And he said, basically, like... He wants a bigger conquest. He's yeah. got bigger fish to fry. Like He takes the Seventeen magazine and he puts it in front. And yeah. I love her her line where she says, like, I know how to alleviate menstrual cramps. Thanks. Right. Um, but that's she's funny. like, he's like, no, like, go yeah. to Paige, whatever. And that's where you see Jennifer Love Hewitt again. Funny play on. That's funny. Play on movies that they were in this. They were both. Mm-hmm. They were co-stars in this movie. Very closely played the entire movie pretty much yeah. all together. Yeah. Other than that uh, other movie they did. And it's just funny that they did that because I think that they put that mm-hmm. in the movie Probably because of that reason. I but think. we go into the magazine on page 64, and this is where we find Annette Hargrove, played by our girl, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty much her stating she's in Kansas City, Kansas, or Kansas City, Missouri, or one of those. Anyway, so she is stating how she's waiting until she's in love to lose her virginity. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's who I'm going to go after. Yes. And that's who like, he wants to yeah. be with. And he's all like, time. she's all like, well, you know, she's in Kansas City, Kansas, wherever, and like, have fun with whatever. That. Have fun with that. And he's like, well, wait a minute. The new headmaster of our school is her father, and she will be moving here. She is staying with my aunt, uh, Helen Rosmond, played by Louise Fletcher. 
And so he's like, that's who I'm going to conquest. And then, so they find out about her move and all that. And this is where we get our little bit of a bet that is made by Catherine and Sebastian. So pretty much what the bet is, is that Catherine states, okay, you can go and do that with um, Annette. If you can bed her, then guess what? You can bed me. Mm-hmm. As long as you can prove that you had sex with her and lost right. her virginity to you, that's fine. That's if you win. If I win, I get your prized car. Which was a, or which is a, night. What, what he says, somewhere in the movie, 1956 Jaguar Roadster. Love that. But yeah, so this Black is Black the... 1956 Jaguar. Exactly. Roadster. Really cute, really wonderful. It also comes into the end as well. So anyway, so that was their bet that they made. And then that's so what she says, like, happy hunting, Sebastian. And so, yeah, that's the bet that's made. So pretty much, if you can fuck Annette, you can fuck me. If you don't fuck her, then I get your car. Basically. Is pretty much. The is, yeah. So then he heads over to his aunt's house. His aunt, like I said, is played by Louise Fletcher. Crazy bitch from One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest and Flowers in the Attic. Yep. And he's doing some shooting, which I love. He's just yeah. shooting stuff in the air. <laughs> Um, and I love how um, he's just like, he's like, oh, fuck me. And he's just like, Aunt Helen. Yeah. And it's so silly. We see that Annette is riding horses with Helen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Annette and Sebastian are talking. So they like walk up to their big, huge mansion that they have. Right. Um, and then he's talking to her about his her article being like, how could you like um, say something about something you haven't even experienced? And she's just like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know. And all I think says. in this part, too, that she's been... She says mm-hmm. to him that she's been warned about him. Yes, exactly. So she isn't impressed by Sebastian. So you see that first off. She's just like, yeah, you know, it's going to take more than just, you know, saying this, that, and the other to get, right. you know, with me or whatever right. or whatever. But she also hints at the fact that a friend has been telling her about Sebastian. Right. We don't know who it is quite yet. So we're kind of like, hmm, I wonder who and this he's is. he's trying to deduct who it is, too. He is. He is. So then we get... Sebastian don't play around. He does not. So anyway, we get our intro to Ronald. And he's played by Sean Patrick Thomas, who would be in uh, Can't Hardly Wait. He was in Save the Last Dance. A uh, bunch of different things. Wonderful, wonderful uh, actor. Um, so we get introduced to him. He's a music teacher. He's a music student. And he's teaching Cecile cello lessons. Mm-hmm. And we see that they get really close together. And it's like, ooh, okay. And then Sarah Michelle Geller walks in on them. And she kind of sees, oh, well, there's something going on here. Okay, got it. Um, and so that's one part. So that's the one part we have where it's like, okay, this is giving Kath an idea of like, oh, so she and the music teacher are, uh, are into something. Her plotting is, uh, her plotting, her, her never ending plotting is always going on in her head. So she's figuring up something she can do. We then, we then get into the intro to Blaine, um, played by Joshua Jackson. Uh He is in, um, Sebastian's in his room and I think he's either um he either is a drug dealer he's either like yeah because he's like isn't he like rolling like he's like rolling um weed um and he's like rolling it into joints which is kind of fun but anyway so him with Blaine and then you know Sebastian's talking to him being like I'm trying to figure out who this would be who might she be talking to da 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 well who else does he know in Kansas City Kansas well Greg who's played by Eric Mabius, he's all like, well, isn't he, like, with somebody? Or, like, isn't he dating somebody? And Blaine's all like, well, something tells me that, like, that breakup wasn't really that much of a matter of his. Because let's just say he's a football player, uh, Greg is, and he apparently likes the tight ends both on and off the field, if anything. 
And this is where we find out about, you know, I've said the word, but like, this is where we find about Blaine and Greg's faggotry that's literally in my notes. And so he's like, oh, great. Like, I'm going to hold this because, you know, Sebastian's just like, oh, shit. Like, you know, all right, cool. This is where Sebastian pretty much asks Blaine to help expose Greg, which it's not cool to out people, y'all. Don't do it. But this is a movie. So whatever. It was a different time. And we got our intro to Greg where he's in his room and he's like saying like, suck it, bitch, or whatever. Uh, He's, like, with his, like, jock friends or whatever. So we get his intro to that. So, yeah, we get that, you know, Blaine is there. They're going to expose Greg pretty much. But that'll come up a little bit later. Then we get into uh, our iconic scene, if you want to talk about it. Well, wasn't there another iconic scene where he says something? Not iconic, but what Blaine says about Greg. Oh, oh, yes, he does. So he does talk about how, like, (laughs) oh, he came into my room and did this, that, whatever. And I only let it happen because he had, man has a mouth like a Hoover. (laughs) And I appreciate that. That is so funny to me. I love that. But yeah. And then I also love, um, wait a minute. I also love the, uh, the scene where okay so that i think is left and blaine calls greg and he's just like gregory and it's so funny yeah. to me too but yeah so we have that one little iconic line that i think is really funny, funny. Yeah. you don't get it until you're older you're like oh got it yeah he's good at that uh he's good at that uh dick sunken y'all and like, hey good for him but this is our first iconic scene that sarah was talking about a little earlier yes the, the central park kiss that won its 2000 mtv movie awards yeah just gonna so they're in the you. park and you know cecile's talking about how like court dumped some bulimic head case or whatever who is catherine yep. <laughs> and then like catherine pulls her hair oh, she's yeah, like, she's it, yeah. it's like really Ow. funny yeah um <laughs> it's so stupid but then we have the French kiss that happens, mm-hmm. and it's just her. Like we were talking about earlier, it's Cecile pretty much saying, like, I never kissed anyone like that, da-da-da. Like, how do you do that? And, you know, Sarah Michelle Geller, fucking Catherine's all like, oh, like, uh, well, how do you think girls learn? And we'll do this and whatever. And we have this really kind of male gazy kind of thing going on, I guess. But, you know... It was well, good I'm for tell you was. what, I'm sure all the guys, loved teenage it. boys, loved it. Which is why one best kiss, probably. Because, you know, but, two attractive women are kissing. Yes, and then again, it also kind of plays into the, you know, being bisexual or, you know, like girls. Uh-huh. Like, and yeah, I'll also get that. into that too, right? But then also, this is Keep Catherine. watching this at a, point, a poignant age, you know, in their yeah. life. Yeah, absolutely. And then Catherine's also planting the betrayal seed for Cecile because Cecile is all like, mm. oh, well, I don't love um, Sebastian or whatever. I love Ronald right. um, or whatever. And she's talking about how she hides these letters from him in her dollhouse. And she... Giving Catherine literally... Yeah. And she, Catherine's Here's even saying, plate. give Here. this to yeah. me. So it's just her planting <laughs> that seed. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, because it is never ending up in her mind it's never ending up in her mind she's like give me these you know um copies she's always continuously plotting pretty much anyway so then we have a net at the big old house and sebastian's mm-hmm. there they're at the pool together in the indoor pool um i think that was we have because what happens is music comes up and it's like this like um classical music mm-hmm. that plays only in um annette's room i yeah. think she comes in and she sees uh sebastian in this like wheelchair and be like oh do you want to take a dip da, da, da. but then he turns the music to another song that's like very well known in this uh, movie which is uh i believe it's love fool by the cardigans which also which i actually yeah. Um, I forgot that 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 song was in this movie, uh-huh. and then when he played it, I was like, "Oh, like I love this song." I love it too. They I totally play it, so I I definitely had that in my uh, in your when notes. I was rewatching it. I had it in my notes because I forgot that 
Um, because I mean that song. I mean, it's a banger, and it still holds up to this day. It's still fun. If I it's hear it on the radio, or if I hear it on my phone, I mean, love it, me, love me. Yeah, it's a good, good song. And I forgot that it was in that. Um, it was, yeah. Because there, I would, I would give you right, this right now. That's a. There's about three very popular songs that are in this movie. Absolutely, and this is definitely one of them. Oh, that's definitely the one first of them. one. And then there's the iconic one in the one part and then the very end of it has oh of course we'll get to it but yes Buffalo was a very uh i forgot that was in there so it was yeah it was i heard it i was like oh i like this song so then annette and sebastian are at the pool and then annette is all like (laughs) we then have um hey do you want to take a dip be like okay i'll do it whatever that's fine so we see reese witherspoon um annette she leaves Mm -hmm. and then she comes back Okay. And she's just like, okay, like I'm walking in. She's like, Sebastian. And we have this shot. This shot is so funny to me because of just how it's And honestly, iconic. It's iconic. Where we see Ryan Phillippe, uh, he um, is in the corner. corner. Um, Apparently, like, he's like drying his hair or something. Or getting like... Water, Water out of his ears, ears or, something, yeah. or something, but his just full ass is out. But he ain't wearing nothing, and, and it's so, so you just see his ass, and of course, you know, like there is a, like a bear, yeah, dude's ass. Like, okay, but again, you know, it still holds up. I remember nice watching blood. that, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. Right. There's also a wonderful YouTube video if you want to watch it. It's by the channel Movie Bitches, and they're really funny, and they just show this scene over and over again. <laughs> it's just really funny because. The one girl, Averill, thinks it's really funny, just how it's set up. Because it is really silly. There's, like, yeah. steam going on, whatever. Right. But then, of course, like, the other guy, Andrew, who's a gay guy, um, he talks about just, like, that scene. It's just, right. like, oh, and gays up across the board. Love that scene. Right. And then he turns around, so clearly, uh, <laughs> audience can We don't see, see his dick, but she sees his dick. Right. She sees, she turns over, and he's like, yeah, you know, whatever he says. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, oh. Then oh, she like okay. kind of turns and then he jumps in the pool. Obviously, he doesn't put anything on. He doesn't. He just jumps in the pool. He even he's says he's like. Open. He even says he's just like. Can you turn around so I can put on my bathing suit? And, jumps and you see, you're just like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. put your bathing suit on. I right. can see that. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? So oh. that was funny. So good. But that's like a. Uh, that's I think that's a uh, that's always a scene I've remembered because of completely the, the shot and then they're like talking in the you yeah know, in the absolutely. Pool. So then they do that, but then you know again. You know, she's not impressed by him, really. Right. She's just talking about, like, you know, this person's told me about this, that, the other. She even quotes one of the letters and all this. And she's just like, well, you know, again, you're not going to get me, whatever. And then she, like, just swishes out of there. And she's looking and he's fabulous. He's like, damn it. Looking fabulous in that little um, uh, baby little, suit she has on. Little, it's like, great. you know, teal-looking color, yeah. It's cute. It's cute. She's, like, wet, so you see, like, her kind of butt a little bit. But, like, so that's for the boys. That's for the men in right. there. The straight men. But, you know. But it was all for Ryan Phillippe and then ass, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, for everybody. speaking of gay stuff, so then we move on to uh, after he gets rebuffed, we see that Sebastian goes over to, do you know whose house it is he goes to? I don't remember, actually. Oh, it's, it's um, um. Is it Blaine's house? It's Blaine's house because I'm pretty sure when he was doing the scene with him, when he was talking uh-huh. to him while he was like rolling the. Oh, they were in the same place? He was like, um, I'll keep, I'll have the door unlocked or whatever. Got it, got yeah. it. You're right, you're right. This is why I have you here, okay? Because I don't remember all this shit. I don't remember all this shit. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Greg and Blaine, they're in bed together. And I think Greg says something about baby. And then Sebastian's just like, baby? 
<laughs> okay. And anyway, so he uh, exposes them. They're caught in bed on all this. And he, like, so takes the blanket, yeah. Takes the blanket off. These two shirtless men. Listen, this is also for the gays, too, because, okay, they're both really attractive. And so, you know, Greg's all like, hey. And Blaine had the blonde hair in the movie. He did. He also he had, had the, that. Joshua Jackson usually had the brown. He did. So it was a little bit different. There was but- a time where I think on Dawson's Creek he had the blonde and he also had the I never blonde. watched Dawson's Creek, so I don't know. I don't know, but I did. But um, and, and our our friend Barbie, shout out Barbie. I think you watched Dawson's Creek, and you. I think it's it. our second shout out to this. So oh, we love you. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, he was also he also had an urban legend too. You still need to watch uh, Urban Legend. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, but I I love the way that he looks in that because you it's just what? really funny. Uh, this is completely off topic. I am sorry. That's fine. Because I, I literally, as soon as you just were talking about him, I just thought about something. What? So earlier, when we were talking about what Reese Witherspoon has done, Legally Blonde, you know, yeah. the show she's done, the movie she's done, I just remembered that there is actually another show she did, probably about two years ago, it was on Hulu, and it was oh. called Little Fires Everywhere, I think. Okay, yeah. Yes, that was, uh, again, this is kind of off topic, but kind of ties in. It um, does, it does, we'll make it work. I promise. She, she plays a mom in this, and she has, I think she has four kids. Uh-huh. And guess who the dad is? Joshua Jackson. It is. I just, I, I forgot. Hell yeah. I didn't even put to, honestly, when <laughs> me and me and my husband watched it, he, we, we, we try and watch things together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you sometimes I like stuff and he's not interested at all. And other times I watch stuff he gets, we, so we watched that, uh, I think over quarantine, honestly, um, was, I think it was 2020 it came out and it had Kerry Washington, uh-huh. uh, Reese Witherspoon, all that. Um, anyway, she has four kids. They are well off. They're like a rich family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Yeah. I didn't even put two and two together when I was watching that about two years ago that Joshua Jackson plays her husband in the show and she's the wife and they both work all that good stuff. But yeah, I did not, I did, that's just so funny that you said that. I just was like, wait a minute, Reese was in that? And I was like, and I was like, that just tied it. So that's actually, they did this movie in 1999 and this was what? um, 20 years later. 20 years later. And yeah. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Sorry, that's a fun fact that just came up. It's all good, no worries. But yeah, so um, yeah, so Greg is like pleading, like, "Hey, don't expose me." Da 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 da. And so he's like, "All right, I believe you." You know, right? All this. I love Joshua Jackson where he's just like doing his nails or whatever. He's just like, yeah, he just he just he's just like, yeah, pretty much. And he's just like, the kid can hardly, you know, grocery list. What was I thinking? Yeah, it's just so funny. Like, just the way he looks is like really fun. And then we never see him again after the scene, which is unfortunate. But who? Uh, Joshua Jackson. We don't ever see him again, really. No, I don't really. Uh, I would wish you. About Greg, because you don't. You see, well, you see Greg episode. again, but, but you don't right. see don't Joshua Jackson. See Joshua. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But anyway, so then we got Greg and Annette on the beach because at this point we find out that's what I was. Gonna yeah, say. that Greg and Annette have known each other. He's the Gregster. Okay, great nickname. Dude. I'm not gonna lie. When he said that, I was like, "That's pretty corny." Yeah, that's pretty corny. <laughs> but anyway, so they're on the beach. That would not be my nickname. No, it would not. But uh, this is a different time, Sarah. But anyway, so like uh, they're on the beach, and pretty much like he's been told by Sebastian to like talk him up, do well, and find out who right. he was talking about him. And so he does all this. In turn, that he won't tell him about the, uh, gay, right? About exactly. the about Blaine, about Blaine, and doing all that, and, and him going on both sides. Exactly, exactly. So then you have He's this whole scene. He does, and anyway, so um, he calls next to like this like shower with yeah. these like shirtless men in the back, which I'm just like, what happened after this? Because I feel like some things happened, right? And just say and. Pay phones. I mean, come on now. And pay phones. And pay phone boost, whatever. Exactly. So, you know, uh, so Greg's talking up Sebastian to Annette. So, and she 
ends up giving the information to Greg of who was talking about Sebastian, and that's what he's calling Sebastian about and on his car who phone. was it? And who was it but other than our wonderful Christine Baranski, Bunny Caldwell, was talking shit on him. Pretty much. We find this out. She's a shitster. She's a shitster. She is a shitster. She's a shit kicker and a shitster. Like Don Davenport, you know, divine, whatever. This is John Waters' state account. I love him. But anyway, so we find out about that. Anyway, so then Catherine is then watching a video of Ronald and Cecile, which she put in like a weird nanny cam or some shit because she's just watching it back. And it's like um, Selma Blair, uh, Cecile, she does a handstand where pretty much like her underwear vagina is just in front of his face. And he's like, okay. It's like, okay. And then, um, anyway, so we have that, and then that video ends out with a peace out, or whatever. It's so weird. And Catherine's like, okay, and Fucking this guy got me for you. What, what, is, what does she have? What is, what is wrong with me? Yeah, exactly. Is what I got from that. She's Pretty like, much. Exactly. So then Catherine has watched that video, but then Sebastian comes in mm-hmm. and tells... Catherine about hey it was Mrs. Caldwell was talking about me and now she's like I want to come in on your plan exactly now I want to come in your plan so exactly so okay now I'm still gonna go after Annette I still want to have her but I'm now gonna like do this stuff with Cecile because fuck Miss Caldwell because fuck Miss Caldwell love you Christine Baranski but fuck Miss Caldwell yeah anyway so then in the (laughs) silly scene uh, I think it's kind of silly Catherine is just like in the lap of Sebastian and getting a massage from him and grinding up on yeah. him, just talking about, you know, all this stuff or whatever. And yeah. it's like turning him on because right. he's a guy. Of course. And so, like, teenage guy. a teenage guy. And all of this is happening. And then, you know, this is where they come to the agreement that, like, okay, I'm going to seduce Cecile, da da da, all this stuff now. And then she just, at the end of this, is like, down boy. Okay, and he's just okay, like, bye. okay, yeah. bye. Okay, get off me now. You know, whatever. Very much yeah. that. <laughs> um, but little shout out to Romy Michelle. A little bit of shout out to Romy Michelle, exactly. But but then Sebastian's just like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, dude, you're left with blue balls. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> It's also your stepsister, though, bro, so like, I don't know. On. Anyway, so you have that whole thing. So then Sebastian calls Annette because he wants to talk to her and all that. They call and they talk a little bit. They don't really talk about very much, though, but... Oh, also... Yeah. Uh, just a kind of a note on it. Um, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure this is the scene that they're talking, and uh-huh. the phone, you know, when they, he rings her, uh, the phone she has in the room, yeah. I was like, I love that phone. It's a pretty, it's a cute phone. It's like an old, like, timey, like... Yeah, Obviously, right. you don't see any phones like that anymore, but, like, because I guess the house she was staying in, I don't know, I just, I... It was just kind of That's fun. fine. You're allowed to. It was just, to. like, a fun, like... Like, she has it up to her, and you're like, oh, that's not, like, a normal exactly. phone you would see in the 90s. And I just liked it, so. Yeah. Um, so you have that I kind of thing. I, I love it. It's nice and cute. And her room is really nice, too, at the um, at the Rosamond uh, estate. Anyway, so then you have Catherine and Miss Caldwell. So Catherine is called Miss Caldwell, pretty mm-hmm. much, being like, I have something to tell you about Cecile. So they go to this clothing store, and she's all like, I think that Cecile has an inappropriate relationship with her music teacher. And he's just, she's just like, Ronald? Like, what? What do you mean? She's just so young and he's so black. And then she's like, brown sugar. I mean, no sugar. All this or whatever. Yeah, I think like the uh, the lady at the store is like. It's a guy. Oh, the guy is trying to give her a coffee or something. Yeah. 
She's like... She's baffled. She's baffled or whatever. And pretty much this is where Catherine is like talking about... Pretty much like Catherine's talking about like, you know, uh, I'm, you know, you need to keep this discreet, all of that. And then Miss Caldwell's like, don't worry, I will. I can't thank you enough for this. Da 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 whatever. Because Catherine's got her, you know... Yeah. She's got her... She's got her, got her manipulated. Yeah, she, she's got her manipulated. She will believe anything she says. Pretty much. And so then she we... She will know the real her. We, she doesn't. And so then Mrs. Caldwell goes to her, her penthouse, her very nice uh, apartment, and confronts Ronald and Cecile. Um, he happens to be there te- uh, giving her lessons. Giving her lessons. And then Cecile's just like, oh, no, like, no. And then so she runs to her room or whatever. And then you have Ronald. He, she says, like, you know, I took you from the streets. So this is how you repay me. And he's like, the streets? I live on 59th and Park. Like, what are you talking about? Lady? I know. She was like, wasn't on the streets. <laughs> Lady. What's all the streets? Like, I don't know about that. I wasn't busking for money. Is basically what she gets Pretty much what she says, yeah. And then she's like, well, thank-. he's like, well, thank you for your hospitality, all this. And he just, like, leaves out of there. He just says, the black man is gone. The black man is gone. It's yeah. so silly. And then she's also saying, like, you know, oh, don't give me that racist crap or whatever. I gave to Colin, me and my husband gave to Colin Powell, like, three different terms or whatever. So I'm just like, she's, like, sort of undercover, kind of maybe racist. I don't know. Right. But, like, whatever. Anyway, you're just like, all right, cool, whatever. Right. Then you have Ronald, Sebastian, and Catherine all together. Because mm-hmm. what they have now done is that they have letters from Cecile. they're still plotting. They're on. still plotting. This whole movie's about plotting. They have... That's all it is. Yeah, it's all it is. Until the end. They have letters from Cecile to Ronald. Whether or not they're real or not, I guess they kind of are. Okay, but I also uh, was watching this and I was wondering. Yeah. So, as we kind of established cecile is sheltered doesn't feel like she could probably express herself too much in writing awkward yeah so she's writing letters to ronald yes so was she actually writing them and then giving them to ronald or was Catherine intercepting them and then writing them to ronald something tells me that's the case because that's what i always kind of figured because i'm like cecile would just probably be like i think you're cute exactly she's not gonna say much blah 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 but like (laughs) i like as far as like romance and like real Mm -hmm. whatever shakespeare type stuff you think it's going to be? I feel like Catherine probably would do this. So I just was up. Because I think even earlier when they were making out or whatever, wasn't it the whole thing of like, I have these letters from Ronald and she gets the copies and it's probably a matter of like, oh, well, bitch, let me go and like take these and then. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't the only one. Okay. But anyway, so Ronald, Sebastian and Catherine, they're all together. She's uh, show. They're showing Ronald these like letters. I didn't know how how she felt about me. Da, 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 da. Be like, you know, um, you should write something back to her and then we'll make sure she gets it. So that was like since one of the can't, since he can't see, see her anymore. He's not supposed to. Exactly, exactly. And so she can't see him. Sebastian can't see Mrs. Caldwell either. So it's a whole thing with that. And that gets into it in a minute. Because she hates him. Because she hates him. And uh, so there's that. Ronald then leaves and then they're left together to kind of plot about like, you know, we're destroying a young girl's life because they're about to call Cecile. We're going to get to that in a minute. We have the iconic scene, I think for some people, where it's Catherine's speech about like, do you think I like being Little Miss Mary Sunshine 24-7? Right. I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper West Side, and sometimes <laughs> I want to kill myself. So you just find out that right. she's, like, she's so tired of, like, putting on this facade, but she has to. Right. Otherwise, like, what do I should I do? Right, exactly. Um, and this is why she's empowering herself. So even though, like, Catherine's a fairly, to be a fair, like, she's supposed to be an unlikable character, but it's kind of like... Well, you know, she's in high society and she's like doing all this or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's it's right. one of those things where it's like, 
you know, people, I think, sometimes really like Catherine for that, for a speech like that or whatever. So then Sebastian and Catherine, they call Cecile, and Cecile just, like, answers the phone crying because she's just like, oh, no. ah." And then Catherine's like, okay, Cecile, you have to stop crying. And then um, (laughs) Sebastian is like, you know, okay, Cecile, so here's what we're going to do. And so Cecile takes one of these big-ass dolls that she has. She's a doll girl, apparently. And she puts it in the bed. And she's sneaking out. She takes a taxi with, she's just rich, so she right. has to take one. And so she sneaks out and she comes to Sebastian's house. And so this whole scene is like, she gets a drink from him and she's like, this sure doesn't taste like a Long Island. He's like, it's from New York. And so, which I thought was really funny. And so. No, it doesn't say, he doesn't say that. Yes, he does. Well, he does, but he says it a little differently because I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. She's like, this sure doesn't taste like an iced tea. And he's like, it's from Long Island. Oh, you're right. You're right. Because, like, <laughs> it's funny because, like, again, watching that when I was younger, I was like, you what? Don't, it. don't understand it until you realize that, like, a Long Island iced tea is a, like, an alcoholic And it's beverage. a mix of alcohol. So she's thinking it's iced tea. And it's, that's what's funny. It's funny. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so she meets with him and then he's all like, oh, I'll take some pictures of you, you know too bad that you're not sexy she's like i can be sexy she like <laughs> tries to be sexy or whatever and she's all like pretty much like she's seduced by sebastian this is the one i remember uh from being a kid because he's just like he's like cecile all i want to do is just give you a kiss and he's all she's all like okay well i mean that's fine i guess right and then this is also in Dangerous Liaisons too this is a scene in there not completely but like it's mentioned mm-hmm. and she's like wait, wait wait what are you doing like he's undoing her like sweatpants or whatever right. she has on and he's like cecile promises a promise like i just said i wanted to give you a kiss but i want to kiss you down there and be like oh okay yeah like, definitely would have went over a, goes over a kid's head a kid's head yeah and so she you watch it when you're older you're like and you're got like, it. oh okay that's and, what that means and then it's funny she just says like <laughs> that tickles and she just is like oh you know and so then be like been there girl go back to cecile's room the next morning and uh christine brancy goes in there and we see the doll the doll's just like i want to do something or whatever i don't know it apparently talks and so then cecile comes in the room and her hair is kind of like all mess and she's just like jesus christ where were you at and then cecile's just like shopping at like eight right. in the morning or nine in the morning right and she's all like oh well you know christine Baranski's all like oh well you know like you need to get uh, dolled up because you know there's something going on at the rosemans today i want you to look your best we're having brunch at the the rosemans or whatever so and she's like okay fine whatever so then we are at brunch at auntie's house is what i called it in my notes because they go to brunch where annette and cecile are eating together and then we see Helen Roseman there yeah. and Sebastian's there and then like because of her whole ordeal she just had like um, Cecile just like kind of runs away right because she's like uh. well he does like have like the tennis racket and he like he does he's like being bad with it and then she's like I'm gonna go I'm gonna like she go. just runs away <laughs> right. and then Annette is like this which yeah Annette does like she's like she's she's interesting she's, she's strange uh, she's strange she's strange yeah and then we see that she um, is clueless to she everything. really is not in a bad way she's just obviously not in on everything yeah exactly so then we see that um good old uh helen she um was talking to her friend or whatever she's like oh you know they don't have any volunteers at the retirement home and you know i have theater tickets i can't go oh, i have a great idea why don't you kids go for me and they're like yeah sure why not i was okay so i watched that yesterday right i'm like 
I don't think I would be very happy that somebody's like, here, go do this. Yeah, here, go volunteer at the retirement home that I'd be I don't like, want to go mm-hmm. to. Okay. Uh, right. And so then um, sure. they go to the volunteer at the retirement home where one of the old people is just like spraying a, um, a bird and the bird is just saying, stop it, stop it. <laughs> and we are introduced to the nurse played by Elena Reed Hall. Do you know who that is? No. She was on Sesame Street back in the day. She's since she? passed away. Yeah. yeah. She was on there and she was also on the TV show 227. She's a, a very well-known sitcom actress kind of sort of as well. But she's in this movie. She plays the nurse. Cool. And so the nurse brings uh, Sebastian over to... Do you remember the old lady's name that he was with? Miss Sugarman. Oh, Miss Sugarman. Okay, so we... Uh, so Sebastian gets introduced to Miss Sugarman and um, she... She's born 1917. I love that. <laughs> but anyway, so she... Um, the actress, of course. Yeah, she's um, she's in the state of dementia, so she doesn't actually know what's going on. Yeah. So he's just telling her, like, hey, we played Batman three times and you won each time. And then I fucked your daughter. And then she's like, excuse me? And he's just like, would you care for some water? Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> and so the nurse and um, Annette just, like, check out yeah. what's going on and whatever. So this is just kind of, like, him trying to, like, And you can show see, Annette. like, Annette's like, oh. Oh, isn't that nice? So then we have um, Sebastian and Annette. They're driving home. Or they're driving back to the aunt's house, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he's all, like, saying something about... Like, my sister just showed me a picture of Paul Rudd. He does not age. What the hell? Sorry, we are it's all good. we are completely random. <laughs> it's fine. But anyway, so, um, but yeah, so uh, Sebastian's all talking about, like, oh, Miss Sugarman, it was nice to, you know, spend time with her. She's cool. And and that's just, like, really? Like, an old lady is cool? Like, what right. are you talking about? Really? And, yeah, really. And so... Don't try and fool me. Exactly. But then Annette's just like, you know what's your problem, Miss Sebastian? You're just too serious. And so in this case, we then have the scene where she's trying to make him laugh. She's making funny faces. Yeah, funny faces and all this kind of stuff. But it's just showing that, like, they obviously have chemistry because they were literally, like, boning in a relationship when they were doing this. But, like, you know, they do have really good chemistry because this is something that you would want to do with your significant other. Yeah. Like, you know. And I and... think I also made it a note here where I was watching yesterday. And I obviously remember this scene from just watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever watch a movie, sometimes you forget little scenes. But this yeah. is one of those scenes you remember because, you know, she's doing the funny faces and make, trying to make him laugh. And yeah. he's laughing. He's telling her to stop it. Stop it. And I, in this moment, before, you know, he wants to conquest. He wants to. He wants to bed her. He doesn't really... Okay, whatever. But in this moment, I believe, is where he falls in love with her. Yeah, I think so, too. Now he's like, okay, yes, I did want to bed her, obviously, because she was was a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I think in this moment... Him laughing at her. Laughing at her because she's being silly. I think in that moment that that he fell in love with her. This is why I needed a female perspective on it, too, because I can agree with you on that. I've always thought that. Like, this is the part where he's, like, looking over at her and... You know, yeah, exactly. I think that's where he, that's where he fell in love with her. Absolutely, and it became not just the the bet's kind of like now off the table. Like now, yeah, yes, he wants to have something with her now, not just I'm going to bet her because exactly whatever because of my bet with my exactly. my stepsister stepsister. Uh, so anyway, so Catherine and Cecile, we go into them because Cecile's just like doing whatever in her room or in one of the rooms of her place, and um, Catherine's come over. 
and she's all like how are you doing cecile and she's just like not good be like something happened last night and it involves your brother and blah 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 (laughs) and she's just like last night he came to my house and he or i went to his house and he took advantage of me and she's just like okay so he Catherine's like okay so he came to your you came to his house and you he did this to you is that right well no not really so he made you give him a blowjob like is that it or whatever no, not really, yeah. and um then she's just like well i didn't want to do it at first but like you know then i was like oh, okay this isn't so bad and then she like whispers to her being all like he like took my pants down and he like started to <laughs> spell the alphabet with his tongue and blah 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 right and whatever and then um she's just like and then i just like got really hot now i'm not a woman obviously but she's like i got really hot and then it was just like, and then it was just like explosions. <laughs> and then she, and then Catherine's just like, Cecile, you had an orgasm. And again, I don't know what a female orgasm was, but I mean, some Blair just paint a picture, which right. I appreciate. She's like, okay, that's what that was. Exactly. So then Catherine's all like, listen, Cecile, practice makes perfect. Don't you want to make Ronald happy? And she's like, because well, she's of course. forever plotting. She's forever plotting, and she's like, but I don't love him. I love Ronald. Don't you want to make him happy? I think you should, you know, practice makes perfect. I think you should do it with as many people as you can. Right. Which Kevin's is like, kind of what she like, wanted. Tell, already. It wouldn't hurt to be a slut, yeah. Right. Which is what she wanted in general because she was like, she's going to be the premier tramp of whatever. Right. So it was like, okay, cool. cool. Um, it's just that nobody talks about it. You know, Cecile, everyone does it, but nobody talks about it. And then Cecile's all like, so it's like a secret society, right? She's like, Catherine's like, yeah, sure. Secret society. And then she, like, when she closes the door, she's like, fucking idiot. Yes, exactly. And then <laughs> Cecile's just like, cool. Secret society. And she's just, like, dancing to herself. So God, I love you, Summer Player. I really do. But anyway, so that was that. That was kind of fun. And then you see... The next thing we have is Cecile and Sebastian. They're in bed because, again, she wants to be practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. So she's fucking Sebastian now. And so then Sebastian, though, after this is post-coitus, I guess. But, like, <laughs> she she's, like, eating cherries or whatever the hell and whatever. And then she's like, I like it when I'm on top. And she, like, gets on top of him. And he's like... He pushes, pushes her, her down. <laughs> so good. And he's, like, not with it. He's just, like, he's whatever. Like, writing, Cecile, I think he's is, writing in his journal. He is. And yeah. he's, like, this is quiet time, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and he's over it. Like, he, he doesn't want to deal with her anymore. He's mm-hmm. done. He was, like, I had my fun. And now he just, he wants to focus. Because Cecile, now he's in love yeah. with. And Cecile says that to him. Annette. It's about this, you know, Annette girl. You're in love with her, aren't you? Yeah. Be like, well, don't worry. I'm not in love with you either. And all this kind of stuff. Right. And so, like, Sebastian just, like, goes to take a shower. She's just like, do you want any company? And then she's just like, perud. And she goes back to <laughs> um, eating her cherries or whatever, which is really funny. So then you see Catherine and Sebastian there, I think, at the aunt's house. And they're spying on Annette with these binoculars while yeah. she's reading a book. Yeah. And it's, I think it was... Um, it was uh, Catherine who says, you know, little girl or whatever was, like, uh, upset by the big bad book or something like that. Yeah. He's just like, shut up. Oh, I guess she was, like, crying or something. She was like crying like, to yeah. it. And we don't even know what the book was, really. Like, you can only imagine what kind of book yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't look that far into it, yeah. I didn't look that far either. But anyway, so then we have, they're spying on her. And then Catherine and Sebastian talk. And the thing is, is that this is, I think, when Sebastian's saying, like, that he's falling for her. And he doesn't want to fall for her, because that's not the point. But he can't help but fall for her. Right. 
And then Catherine says some bullshit to him. I don't really remember what she says to him about it. But she's just kind of like, okay, like, whatever. If you're going to fall for her, then whatever. Yeah. So then you have us, Annette and Sebastian under the tree. Mm-hmm. So he goes outside because um, he's just kind of like, okay, whatever, Catherine. So he's like going outside and they're talking. And, you know, she's all like, Annette's like, you know, do you really want to know why I can't do this? I thought we were just said we were going to be friends and all this stuff. It's because I don't trust myself with you, Sebastian. That's why. And then he's just like, but why? Like, why wouldn't you do something with me? Because he's falling for her, but she's not falling for him yet. So it's really just kind of one sided at this point. But we'll get to that in a little bit. So then Sebastian and Annette. So we see Annette in her room and Sebastian comes in. And what though? What happens? They're under the tree or whatever yeah. what she's reading. i'm pretty sure he kisses her he does kiss her you're right you're very right about that and this is when she then says like you know do you want to know why like like I'm, they're kissing yeah. like they're pretty full i mean not i want to say like full on like, like but you know he's kissing her and then she's just kind of like, she kind of stops it yeah. yeah but then later on that night though it's annette and sebastian in her room yeah and then you know this is her this is him like saying like hey look like this is just different. I'm not used to this, but I do want to make sure I'm not pretty much fucking it up, right? And so that's what he's saying. And this is Annette saying, listen, she locks the door and she's just like, right. all right, like, I'm going to let you do this. She takes down her. We don't ever see her boobs, but like, we, she's like right. letting herself be open to him. Yeah, like, yeah. he has the opportunity to have sex with her and, and he just kind he of like looks at her. And I think it's because he wants it to be special special he doesn't want it to be right there and you know do it like this so she's kind of like yeah okay all right well i put myself out to you or whatever but i'm I'm putting myself yeah and then she leaves the next morning he's still asleep and he's woken up oh yeah yeah yeah. she leaves okay yeah yeah and Catherine and sebastian talk because they're talking about like you know well have you betted her yet like have you had sex with her yet and you're like no not yet like like what's the status on it basically exactly and then Catherine sebastian talk or whatever and this is when Catherine is talking about like you know well she left and she's going to this place or whatever and you know that's what it is like you know she told your aunt you know about this da, 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 whatever because she's always plotting but then sebastian's all like all right well fine then i'm just gonna go so Catherine's there and then sebastian just leaves we see him driving mm-hmm. and then we see like uh, how Annette, she is has her stuff together and all this, and she's at Penn Station. She's gonna go up to wherever the hell her friends' parents are. Yeah, and she goes to Penn Station, and she's it's the iconic scene. Very, very <laughs> iconic. I will say this. It's so good. I will say this. I think if you were to ask somebody who's seen this movie, what is the scene you remember most in this movie uh-huh. throughout the whole movie. I would probably say a very, very good chunk of it would be this scene. Yeah. That or the kiss or something. Yeah, uh, for sure. They would 100% maybe, I mean, I, find it for me, this is a very iconic scene. This is it what is. I remember the most. Yes, the movie all, all in its glory is great, but this scene where he's, the scene that's coming up that we're about to say is very iconic. Yeah, so like Annette is on the bottom of the escalator. She's going up to her train or whatever. And it's then you see Sebastian's there. He's wearing this really nice blue shirt. It looks like it's out of a music video, I always yeah. kind of thought. And the one and only Colorblind by... Counting Crows, yeah. The Counting Crows is playing. And it's really good. While, you know, while she's... While she, and it's all slow motion, too. It's all... She's has her bag. She has a bag over her shoulder. She has, a like, a suitcase. And she's 
just kind of looking, you know, a little, mm-hmm. you know, she's looking a little sad. Yeah. Looking just a little, you know, looking around. And the audience is aware, kind of like, he's already, you know, he, that mm-hmm. he's wanting to see her. So you hear the opening things yeah. of Colorblind. And she's kind of, like, looking around and all that. And then you see him. Uh-huh. He comes into view. And the next, like, the little other next shot, he, she yeah. comes up. She hasn't seen him yet. And then it pans back to her uh-huh. while the song's still playing. And she kind of, like, she's kind of looking. And then she kind of, like, makes eyes mm-hmm. with that he's at the top. He's just him, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't really see people walking around him. He's just him. And then they lock eyes. And then right. she... Yeah, she's impressed. She, she says she's impressed. She's impressed. And pr- impressed enough where she's like, you know what? Let's fucking do it. Because he even says, she's well, like, here's I'm another impressed. Good thing. Here's and another... then he says, well, I'm in love. Yeah. She's like, I'm impressed that he did that. And he goes, well, I'm in love. And then they do this, like, I think a very iconic kiss scene mm-hmm. in the movie. It's um, really good. The really nice. Um... I'm very big into. Uh, the movies types I like, I like rom-coms, which is definitely mm-hmm. not a rom-com, but I do like the love story type sure. movies, uh, whether they be type, this would definitely fall under a drama, not like oh, a dramedy, completely. it would definitely be more of a drama, but my romantic comedies, you know, you always love a good kiss scene. Yeah, if you're um, into those, yeah. And, uh, so yes, this is like a very iconic kiss scene mm-hmm. at the top of the escalator with counting crows playing colorblind. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's perfect. It's pretty good. I'm not even going to lie. And then um, the next scene is them. Having sex. They yeah. finally fuck. Finally. And you're they just finally, like... see, it's just, you know, it's them, you know. Yeah, they're fucking, dude. And she even asks, like, he even asks, like, are you okay? Yeah. And She's you can really tell nice. that, like, it's not just to, like, conquer her. It's like, yeah. you know. He loves her. He loves her. She loves him. There are rumors out there that they were actually having sex on um, film or whatever. That is not true. That did not happen. First off, that's really ethically weird, number one. Although Short Bus is a great movie with unsimulated sex, but girl, this is a studio movie. They always have a way of making movies to make it look like they were, you know, whatever. But they look good. And plus, also, they weren't fully nude either. And was the song still playing then? I think it was. I think it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of plays into that scene. So it's a very iconic scene. Really good. So he is just, he has his bells and whistles on, girl, because he's so happy, he is very happy that he's just able to do this. He goes to the penthouse and he finds out, because um, he hears Catherine, who's kind of like moaning a little bit, yeah. and then he like knocks on her door yeah. and she's just like, can you give me a minute? And we find out that Catherine, she's in her bed and he's just like, hey, what were you doing? Yeah. Huh? Also, side note, when I was watching this, mm-hmm. um, you know, when she like, she's like, come in, and he like opens the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, her walls, like the blue teal, I oh, mean, so pretty. Like love, that. just again, kind of off subject, but like it's so such good. a like such a like pretty. No, this color. is part of the movie, damn it. Yeah, it's good. And like her, the crazy like uh, curtains that they have and everything. Yeah. Uh, the movie bitches video I was talking about earlier, they definitely were like. I mean, they're just like vampires at this point. Right. This could very much be a vampire story. It could have been a vampire story. They're, they're just like 400 years old. They've come on board with life is what they look they like. They could have done that, yeah. It's so good. But love the color of the room. Yes, yes. And then, um, so Sebastian finds out that Catherine is like pretty much fucking Ronald. Right. Because Ronald's he's literally like under her bed. Yeah. <laughs> just so and he's funny. like, hi. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Um, and he and like so, gathers his stuff and like runs yeah, out of the room. He runs out of the room. He's just like, I gotta go. He's like, um, I gotta go. Which pretty much happens in Dangerous Liaisons. I'm pretty sure that, like, Glenn Close is fucking with Ken- Yanni Reeves. So there's that. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. 
And so then this scene we have is Sebastian rebuffs Catherine and he's pretty much like, it's the iconic thing of just like, you know, she's horny. She didn't get her to, she didn't get to fuck Ronald, unfortunately. And so, but pretty much Sebastian rebuffs her and she's like, I want to fuck. And then he's all (laughs) like, well, I don't want to right now. And then he leaves and she just throws something at her door. Throws at the glass, yeah. It's really good. But this is like Sebastian just saying like, listen, and she's just like, fuck you fell in love with her god damn it right or whatever so then they then have another scene where she's in this like weird outfit that she has on and it's Catherine and sebastian they're talking about their relationship and be like what happened to us what's what's going on yeah. you know but they're talking about their relationship and and again it's all that kind of going on i don't really remember what exactly what they all say about their relationship in that scene but then i have this moving on it's not where it's not the run rabbit it's not the um silly rabbit one yeah but it is uh they're talking about their relationship and just how it is and then sebastian is just he then moves into what i call his sad boy montage because he has like another one as sad well boy, yeah. yeah sad boy montage where he's just like walking around new york he just looks sad or whatever i think he's well, no maybe not i have to i think he's writing in his journal about everything oh he might be too that might be what he's doing yeah i agree no yeah, i'll go with it oh because here's what happens with this relationship so they're talking about Catherine and Sebastian are talking about the relationship. He has his little sad boy montage. And then we all know what happens next after this. He does go to his house, her house or yeah, whatever. Or who she's staying with. Or who she's staying with. And she's showing him the room. Do you think we can be quiet and all this? And this is where we get to the point. Or actually, maybe it's like, maybe it was that Catherine. No, I think this was like right after they, like, they did it. Like then yeah. he came over to her house and she, or wherever she was staying. Because she was staying at the whoever's house they were. Yeah. And I think she wanted to, like, do it again with him. Right, right. But, but I think when they were, when Catherine and him were talking, I think it was, like, saying pretty much, like, you know, Sebastian, I really like you and blah, 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 blah. Because then that's why Annette and Sebastian in the scene break up. Yeah. And then they have the whole, like, breakup because he's, like, there's somebody else, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Because mm-hmm. he's in love with his stepsister, I guess, and, and all this, which is so stupid. He's fucked. Because she's just manipulating him. Right. So anyway, but he breaks up. It's like a really good scene because they're obviously in a relationship together. So like right. apparently that slap that happens was like unplanned. Yeah. Um. So he basically tells her, he's like, I don't love you. Yep. He was just a conquest. All like this. he just yep. basically, basically at the beginning of it, like how it was supposed to be. Like he wasn't supposed to fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. But then he's saying this to her, but he actually loves her. So yep. it's like whatever. And then she slaps him, and then she's like, get out, don't touch me, because yeah. he's, like, you know, trying to hug her. Don't or touch me, Sebastian. Yeah, and so, really and then he, like, she, like, kicks him out. Yeah, so then that happens, and, you know, everyone was, like, all the girls in the audience are just like, oh, this is so hard. Right. <laughs> anyway, so then Catherine and Sebastian, so Catherine, so Sebastian comes back to Catherine. Right. And they're talking, and in my notes I just said, and Catherine shows off how much of a bitch she is. Right. Because she pretty much tells him, she's just like, silly rabbit. You were just a toy to me, Sebastian. Yeah. And, you know, I don't fuck losers. And she just goes on about right. it. Where she's just like, I made you break up with her pretty much. That's like, the pretty woman much what of it was. Dreams, yeah. Right. I just we made you break up with her. Yeah. Yeah. You thought you were going to get me, but nope, I don't fuck losers. It's just, it just shows, God damn, Michelle, Harry Michelle Gellar, you're so good in this movie. Because, right. oh, she just shows. But again, you off. watch her in this movie and then you watch her. Okay, I've never seen Buffy, but like whatever. But like, I, like I, I know what she did last summer. She was a different character. Oh, completely. Like she should have been the final girl. Anyway, sorry. 
But yeah, she just shows off that and she just is drinking her little champagne. And you see that Sebastian is like teared up and crying about it. Right. Because yeah, that's fucked up. So I say that Sebastian's crushed by Catherine. He tries to see Annette where we then see the mother of this uh, friend of hers, I guess. Because there's a party going on. Yeah, in the place she's at. And so he's just like, I want to see Annette. Can I see Annette? And he's all, she's all like, well, I'm entertaining right now. Like, she's not here right now. And he's just like, Annette! Or whatever. And then he's just like, okay, well, if I can't see her, like, can you please make sure she gets this? Right. And she's like, yeah, sure. That's fine. I'll make sure she gets this. So and then, then cut yeah. screen that you, she closes the door and she is She there. is right there. Yeah, exactly. So then um, Sebastian gives Annette a letter. So it's a whole letter, letter he's written out in another sad boy montage that we kind of see where he's just like writing in his journal. Right. It's also writing he's like this letter. Sitting, like in the city. And exactly. Whatever, yeah. yeah. He's like um, giving her a letter and his journal. So that's Which has everything. That. So she has everything. She has his journal. She has the letter. You know, all this that pretty much what happened. But then we're coming to the near the end of the movie. What happens is Catherine decides to call up Ronald and is all like, you know, Sebastian, he's just out of his mind. He hit mm. me and I just don't feel safe. I need you here, Ronald. Again, plotting. This whole right. movie's plotting. Because he, Sebastian, did not. Didn't do anything yeah. to her at, at all. all. She was the one who did all of this. Right. This is where he redeems himself. This is where right. you're like, okay, like Sebastian is in love with Annette. He breaks up with her because Catherine was being a bitch. And then Catherine's then just like uber bitch to him. Right. And then lies on him. him. Yes. God. He hit her and he didn't. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And so Catherine calls Ronald, lies on Sebastian. And so then we get, so this is like at night. And then so the next morning, I guess, um, Sebastian and Ronald, they find each other. Well. So Sebastian's like walking through the city. He's like walking through the city. And then. Ronald's like, like I'll be there or something like that, mm-hmm. and then you just see like he's like in his black like trench coat, like mm-hmm, Sebastian's mm-hmm. his black trench coat, and then you see you see him walking like unsuspiciously, and then you see Ronald walking like trying to find with him with a purpose, yeah, with a purpose, and you know it's like this. Whatever. And then Annette's there. She kind of and comes then Annette's up. all in white. She's in like Looking her good. like her like white like 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 three three quarter sleeve short shirt uh-huh. and like some capri. She's in all white and she so so pretty much Sebastian so, and Ronald. No, no, no. Ronald comes. Yeah, well, Ronald like I think sees him and just punches mm-hmm. him. Yeah, out of nowhere. And Sebastian's like, "What the fuck was that about?" And then Annette runs up yeah. and is all like, "Guys, stop!" So they're stop. fighting. Yeah. Like Sebastian's like, "Okay, you're gonna hit me. Like I'm gonna hit you back." Right, like, so right. They're in like, like a, a duel. Like they're in a like a brawl exactly mind you like watching this like not okay well just watching it this time but like when i watched it a few months ago and before i'd watched it a few months ago it had been a couple years since i watched it in full yeah like they were so dangerously close to the car i know right i was like what are they doing i know so, so anyway so yeah, yeah sebastian annette, and ronald fight they're fighting. Uh, annette is uh trying to stop them but then annette gets kind of thrown into traffic yeah, like a little patrick bit. like does something and like kind of like he accidentally like pushes her and yeah. she's like basically you know because they're so the close to the traffic she's in there and she kind of like gets her you know she kind of like falls like not unconscious or anything like that she's just kind of like the way she comes down like she's mm-hmm. kind of like there not laying there but she's kind of like sitting yeah, yeah yeah and then she like pops up and then all of a sudden you see like a taxi coming yeah. like full speed at her uh-huh. and sebastian sees it and sebastian is just like he's just like, oh, I, my, like, he's like I love her 
This is so, my yeah. girl. Like, this is my... I love this woman. I, like, I have to save her. Like, I cannot see her die. Right. And, yeah, he pushes her out of the way to safety. And then he gets hit by that taxi. And, and the then taxi just, basically yeah. hits him. You see him, like... Basically, yeah. you see him fall on the windshield at the front. It shatters. Fall on top of the... Like, the yeah. top of the taxi. And then bottom. And then it's like... It's like this whole thing. It's like a flip. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. You know, they're like, ah. Oh, you know, and then he's kind of laying there. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so you have that, and he's so dead. Taxi driver. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a good part in the scene that you're, really? you're totally missing. I'm totally missing it. Yeah. This is why I have so, it. So well, it's like you have to say it. So he 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 gets hit by the taxi. Sad face. He's not quite dead yet. So, All the girls in the audience are just crying. Yeah. So the the taxi hits him and stops. That wasn't a hit and run situation. He stops. So you see Ronald run over. Although this is where it pissed me off. If, and I know they got to do it for the movie. It's like how did they not been fighting? Right. Whatever. It's Whatever. Fine. Who knows? Who knows what they would have had to do? But anyway, this is how it ended in this movie. They didn't do swords. They didn't have a sword fight. They, they did not. This. So. Um, anyway, so Ronald runs over, Annette runs over, because Annette is okay, because she was spared, because mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. took the, basically took the hit of it, because that could have been her, and maybe she could have got killed on him, you know, right, exactly. on impact, because she, whatever. So she runs over to him, he runs over to her, or Ronald runs over, and then the taxi driver, like, I think you see him get out of the car, and he runs over, and I'm like, was anybody calling 911? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so you see, like, his eyes are open. Like, he's mm-hmm. not dead. He's, his eyes are open. He's got, like, a little cut by his, like, lip. And he's right. got, like, a little, like, cut up by his, um like, forehead. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, Sebastian. She was, like, runs over to him. Annette runs over to him. And he basically just tells her he loves her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I love you, Annette. And she tells him that she loves him. Oh. And so they confess that. They love each other. Yeah. And this wasn't obviously fake. Like, he's saying he loves her. And she's like, I love you too. And then you kind of see, like, the... Maybe, would you call that an aerial view? Kind yeah, of, like, it's an aerial up. view, yeah. And then you can just kind of see him laying there. And then the, you know, Ronald and, and, then, and then the text driver. And then just kind of everything stopped because mm-hmm. of this guy's, like, laying in the road. And then the next scene you see, is, a sad face, is... um Is you see a picture of Sebastian knowing mm-hmm. that you were at his, his funeral. funeral. So they profess their love for each yes. other in that scene where he is going to die. He's yeah. not dead in that moment, but that next scene does tell you he dies, yeah. but they do confess that they love one another. Which is so wonderful. So he knew before he died that she loved him. Yeah. And she knew before he died that he loved her. Yeah, exactly. So it's a very... Beautiful, beautiful, part. wonderful. All the girls are crying in the theater. I get it. Right. So then you have the ending of this movie, which is pretty much that his... Also, yeah. such an iconic ending. It's such me. a good ending. It's so good. So good. Anyway, so the ending we have at Manchester Prep. We're finally at the fucking school. After After all this time. The movie's an hour and a half. An hour and a half. And And you're finally the last five minutes. Never been at the school, but we're finally at the school. Right. Before this funeral, like you were talking about, this memorial. Where apparently Catherine, being her uh, step-sibling, is the speaker at this memorial. Gonna give a eulogy. Gonna give a eulogy. And so she's in the bathroom. She takes her little Coke cross out and snorts a little something she's got a little on her nose and she wipes it she off does, yeah. she does yeah clean that up looking iconic and then we see that uh who's also in the bathroom who comes out of the stall is annette mm-hmm. and she's all like oh i didn't know this was in here da, da, da. and so they're all like you know oh it's a shame about what happened to your stepbrother and she's like, oh did you know sebastian be like you could say that you know whatever and then annette's all like you know I know it sounds trite or whatever, but, like, any time that I have some sort of struggle in my life, I just turn to God and he helps me or whatever. 
And so she leaves out of the bathroom and, and she's just like, okay, okay, thanks. whatever. So then we see the, uh, we see the eulogy. Mm. So it's being done in like the, the church part of the school. And I think so, you see like the headmaster, uh-huh. well, the headmaster speaking, yeah, how which it's such is a tragedy that the beginning of this school year is yeah. ending with this and then uh-huh. that's, and that's dead. And then I think it does, if I've, I, they never said this for sure, but they pan over to like a man and a woman. And okay. I want to say that that's probably the dad and mom of mom the, of the you know of this. Oh yeah, I but think they don't. So they too. say they, they literally are like I think it's because we never saw them. But anyway, so yeah, they we have this yeah. exactly. So then Catherine gets up and she does her little eulogy. Mm-hmm. She has a little note card mm-hmm. she was going over, but then some girl from outside runs into mm-hmm. the church and she's like, right, or whatever, whispering to somebody. And then they all get up. And, and they, all like, the people are getting up. And then it's and as a full crowd of people. in the middle of Catherine trying to give her eulogy. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, I think Sebastian would tell me to say this. That, that. And then she's just like, what the hell? In the meantime, you have Bittersweet Symphony starting to play. Starting to play. And then Such an iconic she's song. just like, what is wrong? What is going on? What is, don't you all have any respect? It's so good. But anyway, so then they're just like, okay, whatever. And so she's like, okay, well, what the hell's going on? So she's like, all these people are running out of the church and iconic. This starts playing as everybody's getting out of the, or everybody's starting to get up out of the, out of the, um, the church. Out of, well, out of the church or the Whatever area. the hell it is. We're just going to let this play for a minute. Yeah, just for a minute. <laughs> perfect. It's, it's perfect. Anyway. It's like the perfect song for it. It is pretty good. So, anyway, so we have that. Um, and so, we have that playing while, you know, everyone's leaving. And then... Catherine's like, all right, like, fuck it, like I'm gonna run and out. And then she was see. like, "What? What does she say?" She's like, "She doesn't. Doesn't everybody, anybody have? Don't any have respect? any respect right. or whatever." So she runs out, and so she's like, "Okay, what's going on here?" Because everybody's kind of like looking at something, and then they're like looking at her, and they're like, "Yeah." So then you see all these, like, little groups of people. Yeah, you see somebody gives her something, and what we see is that it also Cecile's there. She's giving out these things too because she's a student at school. And so we find out that pretty much what happened was that the diary journal of Sebastian Valmont, which was entitled Cruel Intentions, the namesake Uh of this movie, has been published and it has all of the information about Annette and Cecile and Catherine being that she is promiscuous. She has a coke problem. All this kind of shit. And that's why everyone's now looking at her being like, ugh, how dare you? It's the jawbreaker moment where right. everyone finds out. Like, the, you right. know, whatever. So it's very that. And so it's, it's like just a single like, tear, like, start Single tear. Uh, her face is cracked at everything. And, you gotta- and then the headmaster comes out and we find that, you know, because it talks about how she has a coke problem. And so we find out that, like, oh, she has this coke problem. She carries this thing around. So it's the headmaster. And then I think the parents yeah. we're talking about are back there as well. This is a single tear. And so that is, like, the end of And they, like, take her. the coke, like, necklace thing out and then yeah. open it and you can see a little bit fall out. So and this like, is oh, happening to Catherine. Well, everybody. Right. Well, in the meantime, we then see Annette, who is now driving the Sebastian's car, 
and the 1956 Jaguar Roadster. Exactly. And she's driving it with her, um, the journal in the passenger seat. She has his sunglasses mm-hmm. she puts on. And this song's just playing mm-hmm. as this all happens. So we see that this is the funny because that's how we open the movie. Uh, and that's how we end the movie with the opening of the movie mm-hmm. is him driving mm-hmm. to therapy. And then the ending of the movie is her driving into God knows what. But she's driving into her new future. We see that apparently, I guess, Catherine is now exposed. Her reputation's destroyed, all of that. And that, my friends, is the end of Cruel Intentions. So needless to say, this movie is kind of a five-star film for me. It's so horny. It's so <laughs> messy. And everything. Revenge. Revenge. Deceit. All of it. It's so crazy. I mean, what is... Hold on. I, I just had the thing here. The, oh, no, you have it. I have it right here. It is... Um, it does say on the we're back reading from it. the DVD. Let me tell you what it says off the DVD. Yes. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe sizzle as a pair of unscrupulous... Mm-hmm siblings in a deliciously sexy tale of seduction revenge and conquest so that's a good way to put everything pretty much and then it says after cleverly seducing and ruining the reputation of an unsuspecting classmate cecile the sparks fly when Catherine poses the ultimate challenge to her insatiable stepbrother sebastian deflower the headmaster's beautiful virgin daughter annette if he fails Catherine gets his most prized possession which is his car but if he succeeds sebastian gets to possess and beg Catherine. The stakes are high, but for Sebastian, the payoff is feverishly irresistible, and before the summer's over, no one will escape their relentless game of cat and mouse until one of them is bitten by the most unlikely sensation of all, love. Oh, isn't that nice? That is what the back of the DVD says. That is what the back of this But yes, uh, I would say seduction, revenge, conquest, plotting, betrayal. All of it. A wild, daring... New spin on the classic tale of love and betrayal. Sarah Edwards, NBC News. Love it, love it. That's what this movie is all about. But that's what this movie is, dude. Like, and it's so fun that like this is also an update to this very. And it was with the times of the cast. These perfect actors. Yeah, actors. And actresses, Reese Witherspoon, Ryan Phillippe, Ryan Phillippe Sarah Michelle Gellar, Selma Blair, Selma Blair. I mean, this Joshua Jackson. This was their moment at this time. It's so good. And like, it made total sense. It told, it was a different type of teen movie. You know? And you wonder now, like, okay, if they remade this movie, like, well, first off, don't. Um, but second off, it's like, you know, it just, for that time, it just, it worked so great. Uh-huh. Because you would have done it 10 years before, who would you have had? Who would have did it 10 years after? 20 years after? Because, you know, nobody can never think of anything original. original right. So it might, I'm sure will be done again um, at some point. But, um, it just this one is my will always be my favorite uh, telling good. of it or something. But, it's good. Um, yeah, it's good. And it's a it's a not typical movie as well. Again, I, I think it's it's not in the same vein as something like a Jawbreaker or Drop Dead Gorgeous, but like it was doing something a little different and it was targeted to teens. Yeah, for sure. Like this was something where adults. It's funny because only so many teens probably saw it. Even though it was, you know, R, so 17-year-olds could see it. But, like, I think adults more so actually watched this movie, which is kind of what gave it, like, that bit of, um... That bit of an audience, I guess, yeah. uh, which is kind of funny. And then you have um, children like us who saw it, yeah. and then, uh, you know, whatever. It's all good. And watch it at different times. You know, watch when they were younger, just because yes. Ryan Phillippe's cute. I mean, honestly, I think it's probably the first thing that attracted me Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Is, oh, he's cute. I've seen him in the movie before, what have you. 
And then watching it, I'm sure years later, when I was like 15 or 16, I can understand more stuff now. Oh my god! And then watching it definitely as an adult. Yeah. Uh, the few times crazy. I've watched it as an adult, and definitely rewatching it soon. I mean, now it all makes sense, but yeah, I just remember watching it when I was younger. Absolutely, I kind of remember seeing bits and pieces. And of you it. always remember. Usually, if you watch something when you're younger, you usually remember. Yeah. You know that you watched it when you were younger. Absolutely. Sometimes there's movies that are older like that. You just don't you ever watch, and you watch when you're older. Mm-hmm. This one I've. I'd watched when I was younger, so I have the memory of watching yeah. it and then rewatching it. Totally. I've always liked it. Yeah. And I really like it too. It's like a five star film for me. Uh, I kind of wish they would do like a gay version of it. I think it'd be great. Oh my gosh. It was so good. But anyway, so in order amazing. to watch, <laughs> it would be so good. Uh, in order to watch this movie, so you're in luck, maybe, depending on when you're listening to this. But um, because of the fact that there's a TV show of Dangerous Liaisons on mm-hmm. Stars, it is currently on Stars right now. And if you have also, a if you have a Star subscription, you can also watch Dangerous Liaisons from 1988 on there too, which is Which fun. is what we talked about earlier. Which is what we talked about earlier. I think it's worth a watch if you've seen Which Cruel Intentions. stars John Malkovich, Glenn Close, all of them. Glenn Close, Michelle Keanu Pfeiffer. Reeves, yeah, all them, yeah. Those are your people. And they're all speaking, they're not speaking French, but they're all like in French garb and like it's set in France. It's one of those movies. And John Malkovich is wearing like the white wig. He is so is. And like uh, Glenn Close has her like rosy cheeks. Hold on, does Keanu Reeves have the the like white wig or I don't know if it's a white wig, but it's definitely like one of those weird wigs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you can watch that. Um, I would absolutely uh, tell you to rent this if you if you want to or own it. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, I was just talking about this earlier. Uh, the Blu-ray is way too expensive. So just get this DVD real quick. I'm not gonna Um, lie, I I don't remember when I got this, but I can tell you I pro you know what? I think I just remember where I got this. Where'd you get it? I could be wrong, but... You can get on Amazon.com. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Sometimes you just remember the weirdest shit. Like, you don't think about things for years. Uh-huh. I may or may have not gotten this at a flea market. I love that. Good for you. <laughs> if I didn't, then who knows? Walmart, Target, whatever. But and we'll just DVD, say maybe it was a flea market. It's so funny. This DVD, I think, is from 2004 is when this was released. So that is so yeah. hilarious to me. So yeah, but yeah, go watch it on there. Um, this movie's so good. If you want messy, messy, messy drama, and if you do want to watch it at other times, uh, it could always pop up on Netflix. I think it may have been on there before. I think so too. So if you ever, you know, see it on there, there, you know, Works. everybody's got Netflix. Yeah, do it or catch it on TV if it's unedited. Don't watch the edited version. It's probably no, that's so no fun. No, no, exactly. Because they're gonna say some other. They're gonna say some tomfoolery that's not gonna be the right exactly words, and they're exactly. gonna like. Anyway. Gonna do? They're gonna like bleep it out. And then, exactly. Not bleep it out, but they're gonna like smudge over it. And exactly. It's not gonna have the same. But go watch this. It's so good. But it is. Sarah, I'm just so happy to finally have gotten you on the pod. Thank you so much for it being was on here today. So much fun. I'm so yeah. We just talking, shooting the shit. You know, it's all good. Um, did you want anybody to uh, if they're listening to the show and if they want to follow you on social media? Do you want to give out your social media or no? You don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> maybe when I do my other one. Yeah, maybe we, we do other ones and stuff like that. You can. Not go that I'm not trying her. to, but yeah, you know, she just posts like things about her dog and like post pretty pictures of herself so you know whatever of course um <laughs> also i will say too my sister's a huge harry styles fan so you know if you want to hit me up to tell me that like hey i'm a harry styles fan too it's all good too we can all vibe we can all vibe movies him sorry but don't worry darling still sucked i'm sorry whatever anyway oh okay. don't tell me you liked it too don't no, i just no. liked it because he was in it he was in it yeah it makes sense it was pretty well, again, thank you so much, Sarah, for uh, coming on today, and I'll be sure me. to have you on more. Uh, we have one that we're going to be doing 
at some point, we're not going to say what it is right now, but it's a huge one for Sarah, and uh, it'll be yes, fun to Yes, that will be, be a surprise do. when we do it. And that will be basically me schooling Jesse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I've told he's, never, he's either never seen it or he hasn't seen it, but he will I really haven't seen it. all of it, so yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. I appreciate it. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so at cultcinemacircle at gmail.com. In case you want to give any movie recommendations, give feedback on the show, or if you just want to say, hey, I'm open to all of it. You can also follow the Cult Cinema Circle podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram handle is Cult Cinema Circle, and Twitter handle is Cult Cine Circle. On those platforms, I tend to announce the different episodes I'm going to be doing. I'll make little Instagram stories when we have an episode drop and just generally interact with anybody on there that wants to interact with me. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, Kremp, K-R-E-M-P, all one word. On there, I log the movies that I watch and write little reviews about them and just general foolishness over there. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm pretty much out there everywhere. Be sure to leave five stars and a one to two sentence review so we can grow the audience more and also just spread the love all around. Be sure to tune in next week to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast, where I'll be covering 1988's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Upon arriving in a small town where she has inherited a run-down mansion, a famous horror hostess battles an evil uncle and townspeople who want her burned at the stake. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast, and remember, email is for geeks and pedophiles. Take care. Bye. (laughs) 